This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. It's okay to have bad days. It's okay to have a lot of bad days. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. You just need some support. Visit BetterHelp.com allies and let's figure out how to take care of you. Hello and welcome to the Easy Eyes Podcast. I'm your moderator, Daniel Bloodworth. Joined this week by Bradley Ellis. Yo. Michael Huber. Heavy brick hammer. <laughs> and in the control room, Isla Hink. Moonvale and Meteor or Katana. <laughs> uh, distinguished guests, we are here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in video games this week. Uh, but before we do that, we must answer for the mistakes we made in the last episode. Isla, begin corrections music, please. Boop. All right. When talking about the differences between the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle versions, Damiani and Huber referenced the samurai level that was only in one version but couldn't remember which was which. I said it's Hyperstone Heist. They actually said, it, and I looked this up, so maybe there's another difference, but there was an NES version of TMNT, TMNT 2, the arcade game. Okay, well, also in Hyperstone Heist. That added a, a, a samurai level. Same with Hyperstone Heist. <laughs> so, Huber gets touchy about yeah, it. Yeah, double check that. Talk to samurai level. It's the Foot Clan base. It is only in Hyperstone Heist. Okay. So double check that again. It's got a like a robotic shogun with like that oh. staff with the, the blade at the end. Yeah. Cool. Let me know. Let me know if I'm still wrong. But uh, one of the main differences with Hyperstone versus Turtles in Time is that Tatsu fight. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So there's like two, uh, yeah, two levels that they added to the NES version to cool. the arcade game. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, also in TMNT three, the Manhattan Project. Love it. So you had said pushing A and B does a throw move that one yeah. shots enemies. The throw over the shoulder move is actually down and B. If you same hit damn both, what an idiot! If you, if you hit both years. A and B at the same time, it's a super move okay. that draws on your health. Yeah, you don't want to do that one actually. Good correction. And it's different for yeah. each turtle. You're right. I, so I looked this up in the manual. Yeah, Michelangelo's is called the Kangaroo Kick. <laughs> nice. Also, the beach level is called Fort Slaughterdale Beach. Nice. Great correction. <laughs> yeah. Now and now it is coming back to me that muscle memory of the down. The down attack. Because mm-hmm. I just remember Donatello had, like, the staff oh, reach. Oh, yeah, of course. And always. I would just be like, bloop, bloop. <laughs> uh, So, yeah, if you have a correction, uh, be sure to use the word correction. Put a, a timestamp there so I can see what we were actually talking about. Because sometimes, oh, you know, yeah. if you try and explain it, it's like, what did, what did we actually say? Um, and, uh, yeah, and then you can put that in either version of the uh, YouTube comments. Uh, either the patron version that's extended. Uh, or the public version. And corrections music. Boop. Mortal Kombat and Hyperstone Heist are <laughs> key pillars in the Genesis versus Super Nintendo <laughs> battle. The one thing, okay. Okay, I'm gonna both are great. We don't need to have a war. And I'm just gonna tell you <laughs> the one thing about Genesis, since I had Street Fighter on Genesis. Yeah. The three buttons is not acceptable yeah. for a fighting game. One hundred percent. It's not acceptable. One hundred percent correct. 
They added the, the later the later controllers yeah. had more. But I had to for like a long push time. start or something. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Hold start, push yeah. something. Yeah. What are you gonna do? It's yeah. what you had. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Y'all remember the best way to start a podcast, right? Game announcements. Yeah. yeah. So we got a good one. The quarry. The quarry. Yeah. Revealed today. By 2K and Supermassive Games. I don't know how they're doing this. How are they grinding (laughs) these games out so quickly? I've got no idea. Uh, We watched the trailer uh, a couple of times, depending on who who it was. We just watched it right before the podcast again. Uh, Coming to pretty much everything except for Switch. Coming June 10th. Right in the middle of summer. So up. And summer camp theme, Huber. Yeah. Such a, that's good a good idea. summer game. I'm having smiles. I thought it I was this. a holiday game, but that makes more sense now that it's summer. Yeah. I'm roasting marshmallows. <laughs> There's no doubt. Even even over like an oven, it's fine. You know, you don't need to have a campfire. Get yeah. a candle. Yeah. Real slow. Candle. Yeah. So you Never get this, done that. this group of teenage camp counselors that get stuck yeah. out there for a little bit longer than they should. Yep. And then things start going wrong. Classic. Classic. Yeah. Classic horror scenario. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Blood. Did this show any, like, say any details about the scope and length of this game? Yeah, I've, I've got, well, not length necessarily, but I've got stuff. I actually saw something about that. We've got, uh, the length. I want to get into, like, who's in this, because, again, like, super, super massive gets a lot of, you know, celebrities in actors. there and actors. Uh, pretty good group of people. David Arquette. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ariel Winter from Modern Family, uh, Justice Smith from Jurassic World, Brenda Song from Dollface. Mm-hmm. I don't Doll know face. Dollface, but you very know Dollface. Very good, very good, very good. Lance Henriksen is in there. Classic. Lynn Shea Bishop. from A Nightmare on Elm Street is in there. And Insidious. She's like kind of the lead of Insidious these days. And then uh, Ted Raimi is in there, and then a bunch of other people. They just f- keep flying yeah. by. There's Ensemble cast. I love that. Yeah. And then you got this the trailer. You, the Rangers freaked out when they even suggest saying that or that. It's like, no, go inside and lock the doors. And of course they don't. Um, and <laughs> uh, some of the quotes. Why does every everyone blame everything on bears? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, terrified kids are bad for business. Yeah, this is like this is like Huber bait. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. at a camp. They're talking yep. about bears, yep. and they wield a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. yeah the kids. It's high shotgun. school drama. Like it's perfect yeah. for you. Yeah, you have to cut it off. Cut it off. Oh like my they're God. just like Goose laying pumps, dialogue dude. over other shots that so you don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you guys don't do kumbaya anymore. That was funny. And then they end it with a kumbaya mm-hmm. like freaky version. Yeah. Uh, I the, like that they start. I, I love the threat fake out in mm. stuff like this where it's like, oh, maybe they're, we're going to end up in a most dangerous game. Like, there's a bunch of hunters oh, out yeah, here. Yeah. And it's like, okay, clearly that's not what's going to end up being the enemy, but yeah. it'll be part of it. Or is it um, slasher turned monster? Yeah. All right. So, from their story synopsis, here's the, the official line about where the story's going. As the sun sets on the last day of summer camp, the teenage counselors of Hackett's Quarry throw a party to celebrate. No kids. No adults, no rules. Nice. Things quickly take a turn for the worse. Hell yeah, they do. Hunted by blood-drenched locals. Blood-drenched locals? far more sinister. What's more sinister than (laughs) blood-drenched locals? (laughs) The teens' party plans unravel into an unpredictable night of horror. Friendly banter and flirtations give way to life-or-death decisions as relationships build or break under the strain of unimaginable choices. Bonds. Hell yeah. Play as each of the nine camp counselors in a thrilling cinematic tale where every choice shapes your unique story from a tangled web of possibilities. 
any character can be the star of the show or die before daylight comes. Love that. How will your story unfold? Absolutely love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, right after I watched this, I just looked up a brief little thing. The director was talking about it so briefly and mm-hmm. just said uh, the reason it's not Dark Pictures is because that's the anthology series. Right. Everything kind of has to connect. Everything is a little more serious. Those are a little campy, but they're serious. Where he said, this one is going to be a lengthier experience, not a shortened anthology thing. Uh, standalone and okay. just lighter in tone. You know, the kids, the camp. So it's going to be until dawn. Yeah. Much. Spiritual yeah, yeah, yeah. successor, okay. they've called it. Okay. So Definitely feels but, like, that way. Are we still going to be able to stream the whole thing in one night? I don't know. Because uh, until dawn was so. like 10 hours, so. right? Because they talk about uh, up to seven friends uh, online, um, so and and that's interesting because they're There's there. If you're characters. playing, if you're playing online, then you can like vote on decisions. Right, love that. Um, but it still has a, a local uh, horror couch co-op movie experience. night. Yeah, love it. Nice. So every player picks a counselor and controls her actions. Perfect. So I think that yeah, it's got to still be somewhat manageable in a night. Yeah, even if it's like seven hours or something. Yeah, I you think know? it'll be probably like. I think it could be like ten plus. Yeah. yeah. Like we could do it in a night, but it might be rough. <laughs> yeah. But start in the evening. Yeah. No. Start, start sun going early. down. <laughs> start like yeah. Four. Start at like four. <laughs> yeah. Until uh, dawn. Main story eight hours. Eight hours. Yeah. Says how long to beat. That was it. Yeah. Main Until dawn was one of the longer ones, I think. Well, how much? How long was the last one we played? Wasn't like that like six? Really? Six, yeah, it was like right? six or six and a half. Shit, that was it. Yeah. Damn. Little hope. So it's gonna be what like was after little hope. Probably an hour, two hours. House of Ashes. House of Ashes. Little hope is five. House of Ashes is so great. Love House of Ashes. Yeah, what's weird with the, the Dark Pictures, though, is because they have that online co-op where you're doing stuff at the same time. Like, yeah. That length is very different than... House of Ashes is six. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the chicken? word lengthier was used. Okay. Oh, okay. So long, okay. A, okay. quote, lengthier so experience. I wonder if pictures. this will be a full-price game then. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Okay. If it's like Until Dawn, yeah. Uh, this two, is sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Two K is stoked. That's what, what I was going to say. As an interactive narrative experience, the Quarry is a completely different type of game from anything Two K has published in the past. Uh, stated David Ismailer, uh, who's president of Two K. Uh, we are partnering because Supermassive Games are simply the best at what they do. Dope. And we're huge fans of the studio. Yeah, Bloodworth. This really, this announcement is is such a good day for me because. After Man of Medan and Little Hope, I was concerned. I mean, the, the Supermassive was so ambitious. I don't think either of those hit the heights of Until Dawn. Right. And I was just concerned about their future going forward of like, are they going to be able to keep doing dark pictures? Are they going to have to scale it back and maybe, you know, go um, Housemark style, maybe shore everything up and just go one game every couple years instead of, you know, that anthology style and... Just seems like they're not slowing down. Yeah. So things are going well, yeah, and that's I mean, awesome. It was just a couple weeks ago they announced this gigantic plan for yeah. Dark Pictures and all these games coming out. <laughs> so they, like yeah. Brad is just like shocked. Yeah, I'm <laughs> shocked. Yeah. I like I when I hear about people talk about these games, the newer ones, it, most people are just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And I don't hear anyone really talk about these games except this group. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm the new- like, they're quietly doing well enough, so Cool. Yeah. Yeah. House of Ashes was the one that did the best, I think. Like, mm. critically, commercially, like, there was good buzz on that versus Man of Medan and Little Hope. Right. It's like, weird. It, it feels like 
appropriate that they shouldn't be massive huge successes. <laughs> right, like, right. You're, you like want them to be like top of the middle because it's like they're B movie it like feels right i don't know it, it just reminded me of like telltale where it's just like how are you making so much of these things right. yeah. well, i mean the quality seems better at least right now so i'm not worried about like the engine i'm not worried about or anything but i mean good good for them yeah <laughs> yeah i mean the likenesses do look really good yeah like you see they David do arcade in there like that's yeah. you know like I'm just pumping them out yeah and I, names- I do wonder though about two a year though if that'll be a diminishing return yeah, in the future. Yeah, yeah because I, even... I think that they probably yeah, like this being a like a separate branch of it. You yeah. know, like they probably don't have another one of these lineups. Yeah, you're probably year. right. Maybe. Yeah. I just think about like horror movie franchises totally. that are every year like mm. paranormal. They eventually just burn out. But it's like the horror fran. It's the fate of a horror franchise yeah. to live long enough to see it become yeah. horrible. At, <laughs> you know, what dude, I mean? at the same time, though, I don't know of a lot of studios doing it. Or doing this kind of game exactly. as well as them, so they kind of got this whole space to themselves right now. Yeah. They're needed. We need this space. <laughs> we need this type of game. Like you said, there's nobody else really doing it, well, and like, this this has so much value. You know, like the branching Isla, deaths. That's the branching oh, yeah. deaths. Yeah, and, that's always fun. And just being able to do the movie night style. It's some of my of favorite. It. It's some of my stuff. favorite. Yep. I love it. It's honestly a highlight it. of my year. Like yeah, each time. <laughs> even if the and game like, isn't great, the experiences. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> like launch for ha- Halloween usually too. Yeah, like this one will be a perfect launch for like summer whatever, nights. Whatever E three is gonna be, but like yeah, it's like summer camp. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, I'm excited. Yep. Plus Do- the the. The production design, the music, the logo, everything on yeah. this seems so crisp. Totally. Oh, man. Do we need teenagers? Because I feel like there's something about having teenagers that's like really like raises the excitement about it's, it. It's, yeah, because it lightens it up. Yeah. You know, whenever teenagers are involved, like it's it's just got a little it, – it's a little breezier, you know, seeing them in trouble, seeing them banter – well, um, and like, it raises and lowers the stakes at the same time somehow. <laughs> and it, it also like it's a tool narratively because like it's easier to believe that a hormonal teen <laughs> who doesn't have life figured out yet would make like poor choices in this situation <laughs> yeah. rather yep. than like a mom who like has to survive for her kids or like that's those are different decision making processes, you know. <laughs> right. Well, like House of Ashes, you had that whole weird like, you know, Sort of estranged marriage plotline. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. House of Ashes, though, was was a cool take because they were all trained, like, soldiers. So, like, they were making decisions that made sense for them. Yeah. Whereas Little Hope is, like, random assortment of people, you know? It's just cool to see different groups. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I missed Little Hope, unfortunately. But, yeah. I'm glad you guys got it. Yeah. Probably the... Second best of the dark anthology so far. It was my least, but really, I liked it more than Man of yeah. Medan. Iceman, dude. That's Ice all Man, I remember from yeah. Man of Medan. Sean Ashmore. Which one had the? That was Until Dawn. That was Until Dawn. Oh right. Yeah. Uh, Until Dawn spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, put a beep. <laughs> Dawn time code. <laughs> <Beep>. <laughs> He's gonna do it. Yes. Perfect. Nice. Uh, yeah, put a note there too. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, some other w- weird news. Uh, Yo, to get in the, mi- I always yeah. do this. Sure. Sorry, because my brain doesn't move fast <laughs> enough. 
You know, I'm just still thinking about that while you're moving yeah, on. Yeah, your brain moves just right, baby. It's <laughs> like a T-Rex. Uh, <laughs> it takes a little bit. He can't think about it if it's moving. <laughs> yeah. To get in the mood for the Corey, check out uh, Fear Street. I got some Fear Street yes. 1978 vibes. You know, just yeah. so I want to I want to plug that one Was more it time. A camp thing. Yeah, the okay. the middle one is. Yeah, Fear Street rips. Dude. Yeah, Fear <laughs> Street rips. <laughs> God, sorry, Blake. All right, you ready, Huber? He's yeah. gonna move on You're to fully ready, fully ready. <laughs> new topic so I, time. Yeah. I just want new to shout topic out in three, two, one. Uh, people are leaving the initiative. Ooh, left and right. Yeah. Uh, Perfect Dark was revealed, uh, teased in December 2020. It sounds pretty, basically like nothing is happening, or like it might Jeez. even be rebooted. Like this very yeah. slow progress. Uh, last September. We we learned that uh, they're like outsourcing to Crystal Dynamics, and we're just like, what is going on? To help on it, yeah, yeah. And so uh, earlier this week, Eurogamer had reported that the director uh, Dan uh, Newberger had left. Ooh. And then uh, Video Game Chronicle dug into LinkedIn profiles. They like listed everybody on the team and their status, and they basically said that. Basically, half the team has left in the past year. Whoa. Around 36 people, uh, including most of the senior design team, including Whoa. three former God of War designers. Uh, so and That's it, bad. That is a that's, bad sign. That's not good. Yeah. And so it sounds like uh, they just, as a new studio, have not been able to like really gel and create like a studio culture. It sounds like yeah. there's a lot of like people got hired in feeling like, okay, this is going to be a collaborative effort, and then, like, we're all going to work together and, you know, design this thing, whereas the uh, studio head, uh, Daryl Gallagher and uh, Dan Newberger were just more like, no, this is, like, top-down, this is our vision, this is what the game's going to be like, and they're like, hey, this is what we need, this is the staff we need, and they're like, just kind of being told, like, no, this is the way Mm. it's going to be. I'm sure COVID doesn't help. I'm sure that didn't help at all. Uh, But what's also interesting is the reason the Crystal Dynamics got mixed in is these guys were both from Crystal Dynamics before. Oh, okay. So it's like they already know how to work with them. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, what do you what do you think about all this? Is this I mean, kind of rough. This is a bad sign. Yeah. This is not good, especially when you're losing a bunch of like the director you lost. Like that's really not good. And having to bring in another studio already off the bat to help with this is a little suspicious. But. I mean, I'm worried about this game, obviously, like everyone else. It's not necessarily the end of the world. It doesn't mean it's not going to come out good. Like, Final Fantasy VII Remake went through tr- development hell, like had to reboot the whole freaking game. So it could turn out all right, but it's very disheartening to hear. I'm very concerned for it. Yeah, everything Brad said, uh, it's definitely not a good sign, but it is not the end of the world. Um, Perfect Dark is such a cool game. Mm-hmm. And I want to see it return, but I, I just hope when it does, it it returns right. You know, now that it is in kind of this quote unquote development hell, I don't want them to force it. You know, I don't want them yeah. to just put out a product to get it you out there. You don't want it to be zero necessarily. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I forgot about Perfect Dark Zero. Oh and most people God. did. Because it's kind of forgettable, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, a, it was a launch game, wasn't oh, it? Like, yeah. yeah man. Sure, yeah. Perfect Dark, their first one, made such a huge impact. Mm-hmm. So, like, hopefully they could figure something out. Like, I want this game to be good. I want Perfect Dark back. Yeah. I, so many people do. So, please, sort it out. Like, I just feel, like, really worried, Blood. I just think, like, 
when I hear stuff like this, I just think of like Anthem in my brain or some like Bioware game like Dragon Age that's just taken forever. I'm just so concerned. Yeah. Microsoft needs a win with this game. Yeah. It doesn't really add to the conversation, but I, I always am just in the mindset of like, I don't get excited about a game until it's like within a, a couple months away, period. Like, I don't want to put my eggs in the perfect dark basket. Well, at least like know? seeing it. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, well, that goes back to the question. I mean, we've, we've talked about this before with, with Microsoft, right? When they were, you know, the, the coalition before they're the coalition. Yeah. Of, like that Black Tusk Studios game and like this huge teaser. And it's like, what is it? Yeah. It's, it's, it ends up being nothing kind of, you know, and it's, and it feels like Perfect Dark is sort of in that same situation. It was like it was a recruitment video. Why? It like. <laughs> yeah, it was like why do we even know about this right now? But it, but if we're even saying a recruitment video because they had already sort of assembled this dream team. Yeah, right? they gotten all of these developers in their doors, and then but then they they recruited yeah. Crystal Dynamics. So after that, right? Wasn't that announced afterwards? Well, yeah, that's a, 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 after people started leaving. They needed yeah. they needed bodies Damn. to make this game. So people were leaving pretty early in this development then. This game is far Remember, away. Remember, 2020, yeah. December 2020. Yeah, this game's far away. It was far revealed. away. And then in that time, a bunch of people left. Yeah. And then September Jeez. 2021, they're like, okay, yeah. we need somebody else to help. <laughs> it's just so interesting when you hear about these issues for an established franchise. You know, it's like, sure, there's only been two perfect but it's games. But it's a known But it's IP. a known, yeah. And, and, you know, Microsoft, like... You have the weight of an entire industry behind you. You have the resources to do so much. So I just, I always find it so interesting when productions of this size, like, can't get it together. It's like too much money and freedom gets in the way of creativity, you know? It's like, you kind of want to be fighting and you want to be scrappy and... Right. So. Or, <laughs> you know, or just maybe you pick need the a wrong vision. person yeah. to be in charge. Yeah. You know, like that. Because yeah. too again, much you've to got manage, all this too talent, high stakes. You know, that you grabbed from, you know, they, I mean, this is like they're wanting to make this company be like their naughty dog. It's mm-hmm. what it feels like, right? You know, and they literally pull people from naughty dog. <laughs> you know, and, and now those people are like, yeah, see, so you're going to go do something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like people leaving is more concerning than a game just getting delayed. Like people leaving, leaving. I feel like that's such like a bigger problem nowadays. Of, I feel like developers are so into keeping the devs now. Like so, like when Sony bought Bungie, they spent like a billion dollars or something to keep like bonuses to keep people on Bungie. It seems like a lot of studios are having trouble just keeping people now. It seems it's just. More competition, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that as people have adapted to working from home, yeah, that, that, yeah, maybe that they're just like, I can just like, work okay. at home. Oh, and you're, all these small you're in Canada, no big deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you hear about it all the time with indie games, just like, oh, this person who made this, this person who made this, they opened up a new studio and they're making this indie game. It's like right. all these veterans can just have so much freedom in that sense of like, yo, let's make our own little thing, like. Well, yeah, we, well, we need to work. La- at a last pig. week we talked about uh, Ikumi Nakamura and, mm-hmm. and her studio, yep. which is like literally yep. going after developers from around the world. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, we have an office, but you know, we want our team to, you know, be in France, be in America, be in Canada, you know, be wherever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it's like that's what she's going for. She wants to create something that's you know, kind of on a different wavelength. Because you, yeah, I, I don't make games, but you hear 
um, you hear developers talk about it and, and just creative people in general, like getting hamstrung on things that they make you do. You know, what if you don't want to have your, your level ups and your quest markers, just like forcing these things <laughs> yeah. into the game, forcing the devs to do Right, you know, certain things. The expectations of a AAA. So, like here, I put these microtransactions in, in yeah. the team's app. No, please or, don't. Yeah, just things like that. Yeah, these right. things that need to be in the game because it is a two hundred million dollar AAA yeah. product. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I can also like you know just hearing sort of the echoes of of what's gone on there. You know, and I don't think there's like really any of these people that are like fully on record, but it, it just it feels like hey. You hired me because I'm an expert right. in what I do. Yeah, I'm on the top of my game in my career, and then you won't listen to what I have to say. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what like, am I doing what? here? I yeah. can go somewhere else. Yeah, so, frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. I'm rooting for him, hope, hoping for the best. Yeah, yeah, I, I do hope that at the end of the day, we we wind up with a good, perfect dark game. Yeah, because we need it, right? Because it's just, yeah. yeah. Perfect Dark is it, it's in a weird place. I feel like the original Deus Ex is sort of there too, where it's like you go back on it and it's like. It's cool, but it's also kind of cheesy, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you need like a perfect dark sexy. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. The another concern with how long and complicated this thing is gonna be is Perfect Dark has a big great campaign and a big multiplayer suite. Yeah. So that's two things oh, you need to make yeah. now. And like co-op. Halo issues, and yeah. co-op. So it, it's a huge undertaking. Wow, I, I didn't mean, think about that. Like, what do you even do? Do you make your multiplayer free to play like Halo? Do you not have do multiplayer you, yeah, and alienate it. the original fans of that? It's Right. It's well, they had the, uh, what was that? The other, the counter-op mode. Remember that? The, like, psyops or counter-op? What was Counter-op that? was like, you had, so you had your regular player... But then player two would just sort of jump from enemy to enemy. That's right. So you, you would be like a random enemy in the level. That's cool. Try to take down player one. You get killed. Okay, now you take over yeah. another enemy. Like, that's a cool mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All this crap on the N64 somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Huber. Yo. I'm glad I got you this week. Nice. I know it's rough with the reviews and stuff you're working on. What do we got? It's NPD time. Yes! <laughs> yes! February NPDs, courtesy of Matt Piscatella. February. Was that Pokemon or was that January? January? Yeah, yeah I think it'll it still be on here, it'll, though. Yeah, it'll, it'll still be on here. We'll, we'll get to the full list. Uh, I want to get some highlights <laughs> in here first. Because uh, there's some things to talk about. Uh, Switch was the best-selling hardware platform of February in both units and dollars. Oh, uh, in dollars, too. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Xbox ranked second across both. Uh, PlayStation 5 uh, is leading in 2022 dollar sales year-to-date, while Switch leads in unit sales. Uh, And then, the big story, one a lot of people have been talking about this week. Elden Ring debuted as both the best-selling game of February 2022, as well as 2022 year-to-date. Launch month sales of Elden Ring were the second highest for any track title released in the past 12 months, trailing only Call of Duty Vanguard. Uh, FOMO. After one month in the market, Elden Ring ranked as the fifth best-selling game of the 12-month period, ending February 2022. Elden Ring ranked first on Steam and Xbox in February, while placing second on PlayStation. Elden Ring has sold 12 million units. Yes. Long time coming. And then the president and CEO of Bandai Namco said, we will continue our efforts in expanding 
the brand beyond the game itself Hi for an anime. and into everyone's daily life. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. I imagine oh, like a like a oh, like a Pokemon shit. Go style like fitness app catching theme, spirits <laughs> themed after Elden yeah, Ring. On, You're like walking around AR. Come on, dude. I've also seen uh, people uh, anal- other analysts say uh, it's the fastest selling third party release from Japan. J- Japanese game yeah. ever. Nice. Which is crazy. That's bonkers. So outside of Sony and Nintendo, basically. Long time. Our babies I, are growing up. I Our babies are growing up. Their expectations for this game, their internal expectations, was like four million or something. Oh wow! And it like tripled it. <laughs> so Bandai Namco is very happy about this. Everyday life transferring into everyday That's life. So that makes me kind of worried. I know uh, Frums had like spin off things like comic books and stuff, but like, I don't know. I don't know how much you really need. Like right. I now this makes me think they're gonna push for a sequel super hard. Trilogy, yeah, like Dark Souls. But like the new trilogy. This game took a long time to make. Like five years or more. I mean, so like, it's gonna they've be had this going on the back burner since Dark Souls three, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, they're adding NPCs and, and shoring up storylines in the patch. Like, I can't imagine. They're going to do DLC like crazy, especially oh, yeah. now. There might be yeah, yeah, three. Yeah. I mean, they did three with yeah, Dark Souls 2, so who knows? Five, six. Like, they might turn this game into, like, a, a live service, live service yeah, with this crazy. kind of numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Your, your install base is so big. And New your, GTA your foundation 5. is there. Elden um, Ring Online. What if it's a Tamagotchi game with oh Pot Boys? Dope. I'm in. Pot boy Tamagotchi. Give him some flesh. I would do it. And like and like wolf tier or wolves yeah. and like mimic tier ashes yeah. and Tamagotchi. I would all. Oh. Uh, this feels like a long time coming and a perfect storm. Um Souls games. Nineteen ninety three. Even even if 92. a lot of the gaming community didn't play Souls or Sekiro and, and Bloodborne and whatnot. They've heard about it. They know about it. They know how much people love it. Then this game comes out and gets tens everywhere, gets really good reviews. And, I think the sales are so fast that the tens with, can't even make that much of a yeah, difference. Yeah, but but then the promise of it is more accessible. That it is open world. You can you have a little more freedom in the way you yeah, play. It has a little more mainstream appeal in that sense. Yeah, and then just the snowball effect. You know, you see it just like streamers and everyone and playing it and then you just go on twitter and everyone is playing it and then you tell yourself i guess i gotta play this Mm -hmm. like i see it time and time again with games obviously 12 not 12 million but like lost ark and new world like these games that just have their big big moment where every single person is talking about it you got to play it. Yeah, it's definitely funny how that works on some people, right? Because there are people like, oh, I hate Souls games, but I guess I'm going to play this now because yeah. everyone's talking about so how great many, it is. Yeah. So many people, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm super happy. Yeah. It sold super well. It it's feels awesome. great. I love these games and I want more people to play them. And it's so awesome that so many people are clearly trying this kind of game for yeah. the first time. Yeah. People like struggling through it, but like encouragingly doing it mm. is such a fun thing to see online. Just like, yo, I died a bunch of times, but I finally beat the boss. And it's like, yes, keep going. Like, yeah. It's awesome. So it's about, man. <laughs> Correction. Perfect Storm was in October 1991. Nice. 91? Oh. 91. Wow. 91. I remember Halloween. It hit my hometown. <laughs> and we got three feet of snow on Halloween. Jeez. I wonder. Oh, wait. So the actual event, not the movie? The movie was 2000. The oh, event was God. I'm like, that seems oh, way yeah, too early like, for that. No, 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 no. It was based on a real storm. <laughs> got it. Got the it. Andrea Gale. Bloodward question. Mm. Not that this hasn't happened before, but 
now with the success of Eldering, do you think uh, buyers are trying to buy this more, sniffing around this territory now? Like, I'm sure... Buy what, though? From software, from Kotakawa. Oh, that would be difficult, I think. Not... uh, Blood money can get you anything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if... Billion dollar deals going down left and right. I'm sure, like, people have been kind of into this company to buy for a long time, even before this, and, like, this is just, like, going beyond their more uh, small-scale reach. Mm -hmm. Now this is mainstream. This is huge yeah. now. I also think because it was the first one that helped the sales as well. This wasn't Dark Souls 4, right. Bloodborne 2, Sekiro 2. Right. Uh, you know, and then Sekiro obviously was like notoriously difficult. I think that's the uh, the opposite though. Usually, I mean, like you saw, like Assassin's Creed just had its biggest numbers, right? Let's True. See, Usually it's, it's, True, the, yeah. it's the established the thing, the known name. Yeah. That sell. That's why movies yeah. always just do the same thing. Uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't grab it. We actually had a, a love and respect question that was like asking. He's like, do you think people, because they had somebody mixed up the, the names, do you think people uh, mistook this for an Elder Scrolls game? <laughs> because they Maybe. sound so similar. Maybe. Who knows? Yo, as silly as it sounds, and you don't even hear him talk about it that, or like referenced with it that much, but like the Miyazaki effect helps. That is a point for the mainstream. You want to talk about mainstream sales, that name the George, is, George Martin yeah. is a recognizable aspect. Oh, you know, yeah. when I'm t- when I'm talking to this game, I went to a family thing and like, you know, a lot of people were there and they're asking me like, "Yo, what's this like uh, Game of Thrones game?" You know, mm-hmm. it's the Game of Thrones game. It's right. not a, it's not Dark Souls because they don't know, but they know Game of Thrones, so it's just like broadening that reach dude yeah. like according to my gorgeous therapist everybody's <laughs> talking about this yeah like, everyone yeah. she knows people who don't know like, video oh. games yeah it's awesome that's cool good that is cool uh yeah it's crazy uh horizon forbidden west uh was the second best-selling game of february uh while also ranking first on playstation so horizon beat it on playstation weird yeah um, dollar sales of the PlayStation 5 version of Horizon uh, set a new launch month record for the PlayStation 5 platform. Wow. Dang. Jeez. All right, Huber. So now I got the top 20. Okay. So we already knocked out one and two, right? Elven Ring, Horizon. Mm-hmm. Our number one and two for February? Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon 3. Pokemon is three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was Pokemon, number one last yeah, month. Mario yeah. Kart. Yeah. Mario <laughs> Kart is on the list. <laughs> Mario Kart is the number eight. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Grand Top Theft Auto. F- still, my goodness. Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, where is Grand Theft Auto Five? <laughs> uh, that's the trilogy. Yeah, I was gonna say trilogy next. <sighs> where is Grand Theft? I don't is know. GTA Five not on there? I don't think. <gasps> They're waiting for the the next gen version. Maybe they are. Has It'll the be there for March. Come to pass. <laughs> <laughs> Matt okay. Piscatella. But what do you think of the other two? <laughs> Call of Duty. No, the new ones. What's new this month? There's two others that are new for this month. Oh, new? Uh, Dying Light 2? Dying Light 2, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, Number yeah, yeah. four. Well, did well. Wow. Did well. The other one is somewhat unexpected to me. Unexpected? I'm going to get it. I'm going to get this. Actually, next on the line, too. Next, next on, the, on list. the line. Number five. Witch Queen. No. Damn it. Oh. Total War Warhammer 3. Oh, Always forget. Oh, Feel yeah. good pick. Man, games are crazy. Moving it's a mile so a minute. Nuts. Like a mile I, a I minute. Not, like a, a like a strategy game, and like I think that was I, on Game Pass too, like, wasn't it? Warhammer yeah. is one of these bizarre things to me, where it's like 
somehow it is insanely popular and nobody talks about it. Yeah. Because we're not a PC gaming channel. I, well, like, maybe. It's like FIFA, but though. Just, FIFA's it, huge, but, yeah. like, really, you know. I, two of my friends who two of my friends who are not, like, I mean, they're gamers, but one of them is less of a gamer, you know. Mm, they, they've gamer. been playing Warhammer 3 <laughs> constantly. They, they talk about it all the time. Nice. They're PC guys, yeah. <laughs> Any others you want to throw into the wind that you think might be on here? Is Witch Queen on there? Uh, Destiny 2? I, I don't think so. Whoa. No Destiny here. Dead game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Omar plays Destiny. Um, Top 10. We said Call of Duty. That's got to be on there. Yeah, <gasps> Call of Duty is next to number six. Vanguard's there. My fucking goatee. Sifu. No. Damn it! No Sifu at all. Sifu's not charting, Not in bro. the 20. What? That's a, happy million, with that's the a million sellers. Right? It was actually that's doing million, really well. But that's yeah. not an MPD top 10 problem. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh, was it top 20? Not even top 20. Not in 20 Animal not. Crossing? <sighs> Animal Crossing is in there somewhere. Where is it? Uh, 13. Oh, okay. Dang. Mario Kart. Pokemon, you already said. Yep. Pokemon is on there. Is there two Pokemon with, games? With Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> I'm going to throw a random, random one out there. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick, but I don't think it is. Wait, there's got to be some sports on. Oh, G- GT7? <gasps> Grand Turismo 7. That came no, out. No, no, that's, yeah. that's, oh, that's yeah, too yeah. late. Yeah. What about like a, an MLB or a FIFA or a no. Madden? Oh, the sh- Madden was 7. Oh, Madden was 7. Okay. FIFA was 9. MLB's okay. April. Yeah. yeah okay. MLB's not out yet. Well, but yeah, sometimes they stick around. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. So what are we missing in the top 10? What slot? I think we hit the whole... Oh, no. 10. So yeah. I haven't hit 10. Number 10. Perennial favorite. Perennial favorite. Battlefield? Never goes away. Oh. Never goes away. I mean, it's, we already said. Minecraft? Minecraft. Mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never so goes many away. games don't go away now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, here's a full top 20. Number one, Elden Ring. Number two, Horizon, Forbidden West, which NPD keeps doing Horizon 2, Forbidden West. They put the yeah, two in no, there. I don't know why two. they do that. But. Weird. I do like though the logo, the logo when you when you boot up the logo. There's a there's a little thing in the logo that looks I love like a two that. for sure. Yeah, because yeah. you know they're gonna do it with three and four <laughs> right. and five and. <laughs> uh, number three, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Number four, Dying Light Two. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Dying Light Two doesn't count digital sales either. Like Nintendo, oh really? Doesn't count digital sales. Dying Light Two is not counting so digital like sales. Every PC game, dude. Dying Light Two then probably. GTA the trilogy it. doesn't count. Uh, digital sales either, so that might be why GTA Five not there. So bizarre because that was like pre- that was digital. It was like digital only, current right? Gen, but the physical was last gen. There's something weird about that. Yeah, yeah. And it oh, came NBA, out later. NBA uh, tw- 2K22 also is not a digital, so 2K just doesn't share digital. Then. Okay. They're the one of those oh, publishers. Weird. Uh, anyway, so back. So number four, Dying Light Two. Number five, Total War Warhammer. Uh, number six, Call of Duty. Number seven, Madden. Number eight, Which- Mario Kart. Vanguard? Vanguard. Okay. Number nine, FIFA. Number 10, Minecraft. Number 11, Miles Morales. Nice. Sticking oh, in there. yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, number 12, Mario Party. Number 13, Animal Crossing. Number 14, Smash Brothers. Number 15, Call of Duty again, Black Ops Cold War. <laughs> <laughs> number 16 is GTA the Trilogy. Number 17 is NBA. Uh, number 18 is Pokemon again, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Number 19 is Far Cry 6. Number 20. Breath of the Wild. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Still doing well. Still doing well. Man, Nintendo, all these games I love are doing well. Nintendo games are so, so wild. Because it's just like... They are. 
They're super wild. Every they defy Nint- logic. Yeah, every Nintendo system, it's just like you buy the you bu- you buy your Nintendo whether it's day one or like year three, and then you're just like, okay, Mario Kart, Zelda, you know, yeah, <laughs> Mar- Smash, yeah, Smash, okay, right. Mario Party. <laughs> right. But Zelda didn't used every to be time. on that list. Zelda no, used to, yeah. yeah, yeah, especially after Skyward Sword. Woof, good call. Good didn't call. do well. And Wind Waker, actually. Only Twilight Princess did really well, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like, does anybody buy their Switch and not buy it with Mario Kart? Like, is that even it, an option? I mean, it feels like that. <laughs> like, I gave my brother my old Switch, and then we had a copy of Mario Kart, so I'm like, well, here you go. <laughs> like, here's something <laughs> yeah. I know he'll like. Yeah. Well, yeah. then once uh, Switch Sports, or whatever the hell it's called, yeah. starts, yeah. that'll be in here every week, too. Yeah. Every month. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that sells, because there's a pack-in for the Wii. Yeah, yeah, true. But it still like was a top seller, I if I recall. Just a damn Switch effect. Well, you couldn't actually buy it here. I don't think oh, they had really? a standalone version in the U.S. Uh, oh. Yeah, I don't know if we did. Yeah, Japan sold it separately. Oh, Europe might have sold it separately. I don't. Did remember. they have a packing game with in Japan? I think they might not have. Really? I'm going to get some corrections. Huh. But yeah, I don't think they had a packing game in Japan. I think they just sold Wii Sports separately. Dang. Was PS... When did, when did pack-in stop? PS3 era? Um, love pack-ins. Yeah, dude. Wii U had Nintendo Land bundle. Yes. Like remember, remember System the drive bundle. home when I mean, you had PS2 your Genesis and you're like looking at the back of the box oh and all the God. games and you can Sonic see 2. it says Sonic Two right up <laughs> yes. there. Yes. In sixty four didn't come with one. Oh back my then. God, I no. needed a GameCube. Right. Oh wow. Okay. Um, but that's yeah. It's the thing. It's like it's it's not like a consistent only like yeah. what the NES. Was every did every NES in North America have? Duck I don't Hunt know if the Mario? original NES did or if, if that was a later Super thing. Super Nintendo, because even now, like the, you know, the Switch, you can buy a Switch with Mario Kart. Yeah. Super yeah. Nintendo did so. with Mario, or and I, I feel like Zelda Wii U had a Mario bundle. It was the you had to buy the 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 black one to get the deluxe Wii U to get Nintendo Land. I think Ron right. is going. Mm-hmm. But but nobody bought the what? Oh yeah, anyway. hell yeah. no, like three <laughs> gigs is yeah worthless. Nice. Fun MPDs. Yeah. Yeah, I love MPDs. The usual suspects there. <laughs> Some nice <laughs> feel-good ones in there. Like Elden Ring feels super good. Yeah. Zelda feels super good still. Like Horizon doing super well is nice. Dying Light, like new games, like relatively new. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And now, a word from our sponsors. You guys already know about ExpressVPN. How could you not? We talk about them all the time. I can't stress enough the importance of protecting your online activity from big tech who track, spy, and profit off of you. But there's another reason why we like ExpressVPN, Netflix. You can see thousands of shows on Netflix that are only available outside of the U.S., and you can change your country so you can access them. So if there's something in Japan you want to watch, just change it to Japan. It's really slick. You can do it on your phone, too. What the ExpressVPN app does is it encrypts your data and reroutes it through the server location of your choice. This is not only protecting your data, but it's letting you control which country you want Netflix to think you're in. ExpressVPN lets you choose from over 90 different countries, so every time you run out of stuff to watch, you just fire up the app on your laptop or smart TV, switch your country, and hit connect. Once you refresh the page, you'll get a brand new selection of shows. It's that simple. And here's the best part. It's not just for Netflix. You can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows or sports on other streaming services too, like BBC iPlayer, all kinds of stuff. There's a reason why ExpressVPN is the number one rated VPN provider by publishers like TechRadar and The Verge, and most importantly, us. (laughs) 
Visit expressvpn.com slash allies right now and get three extra months of their service for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot. You don't have to spell out the dot. It's just a little dot. Com, C-O-M, slash, the forward A-L-L-I-E-S, expressvpn.com slash allies. Check it out to learn more. Whoa, hey, my clothes and hair are different. How'd that happen? That's weird. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. Whether it's hitting the gym, making time for your haircut, or even trying therapy, you are your greatest asset. So invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. I've been in therapy basically my entire life, <laughs> like since I was a kid. Um, therapy helped me through a decade of depression as a teen. It helped me through the death of my mom. It helped me through dealing with learning to deal with being depersonalized. It helped me with my gender and sexual orientation journey. Um, it helped me with the death of my dad. It helps me with my relationships. <laughs> like therapy is incredible and I maintain therapy even when I'm feeling fine and it's like it's like maintenance right it's like keeping up with things I've actually I used better help when I was um, back home with my dad on hospice because I was out of LA you know and I needed I wanted to keep doing therapy so I used better help then um, which is great because it's online you know you can do it from anywhere my sister uses it all the time monthly or weekly I mean and it's, it's really great. You can select different therapists and find the one that works for you. It's really good. Therapy, super important. Even if you're not dealing with big issues, I think it's benefit. I, everyone, everybody should be in therapy. Like, it's just great. Talking helps. It's really important. Do it. Um, BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Easy Allies listeners Get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash allies. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash allies. A-L-L-I-E-S. Not alleys. Sometimes I write alleys and that's just not right. (laughs) BetterHelp.com slash allies. Get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp check it out get therapy it's wonderful with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-proportioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable that's why it's america's number one meal kit HelloFresh delivers pre-proportioned ingredients to your door including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week so 
you get convenience without skimping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you a long wait in lines, and ensuring that you don't waste money on excess food. They've also got fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. My girlfriend and I trying to cook more and, you know, post-COVID, mid-pre-post-COVID, whenever we are right now in this new reality, you know, we've been sitting around for a couple of years. Maybe we got to watch, you know, our caloric intake a little bit. Get out there. You want to look your best, I guess, and be fit. And this is very helpful for that because you get the little recipes. They're really good, too. You've got you to gotta stock up on pans. You gotta have a lot of pans, but it's kind of fun to like use stuff that you don't use all, all that often. Like, I I'm a big fan of cast iron, so you can get into your your Ill, lesser used pans when you're cooking some of this stuff. Anyway, go to HelloFresh.com/allies16 and use code allies16 for up to 16 free meals and three gifts. That's sixteen one six. HelloFresh.com slash Allies16. HelloFresh, spelled like it sounds. The word hello, the word fresh. You probably know how to spell those. Allies16, not 60. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Check it out. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. All right, GDC is next week. Oh, GDC. My email yes. is insane. <laughs> I'm registered, actually, even though oh. I'm not going to be there for like other opportunities and keeping the loop and things. And so I'm just like, all these invitations and all these people, like, I was like, sorry, I'm not going to be able to see you next mm. week. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> it's a little crazy. I actually did book a thing today for like the middle of next week, even though we're doing Easy X. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and then, but I had that confusion. And like, okay, it's going to be, you know, in, the, in this suite of this hotel. I was like, no, 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 I'm not actually going to be there. Be there. Like, oh, okay, remote. We got, and then they just flipped it over to remote. I'm doing the same time. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, but anyways, uh, so in the preparation for GDC being next week, we've got a lot of indie showcases happening right now. Uh, so ID at Xbox had a showcase on Wednesday that I I really like only checked in on here and there, and I'm like, this is still going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Andrea Renee was hosting, and they were just like doing like just really long discussions and gameplay demos and talking to all the different devs about things. Nice. Uh, and then uh, Humble also had a showcase, uh, but that was not like a public showcase. That was so that was kind of weird. It was just basically they just invited all the press come. They did a showcase that was press only, and then they kind of like put out all the trailers and press releases afterwards. So basically, like just allowing everyone to like digest this stuff, mm-hmm. and then we could come back and talk about it. Uh, thanks to IGN and Game Informer who have recaps of everything. If you want to go and look at the full list, I've got the full list here, but I'm not going to run it down because it's just a, like a lot of titles for games that you don't probably recognize. Um, but there's a lot of games there. Uh, there's about six or seven that I do want to talk about, though. Uh, and we watched through the trailers and made sure everyone had some familiarity with them um, because uh, there's a lot there's a lot going on. Uh, first of all, one I've been looking at for a little bit, Cursed to Golf. Oh, yeah. So this is like, it's like a golf-themed, like, platformer, side-scrolling dungeon thing. There's, like, golf balls that have ice effects. 
It, what do you think? I don't know. I, I was like it a lot, but I, I feel like I'm not getting the attraction. I feel the same too, but I was wondering how this game works and how it's laid out. Because they said, I think it was 18 holes, obviously, because right, it's like golf. Every hole is a dungeon. Yeah, I'm like, oh, sort of. wait. Yeah. Is it like you solve the screen maybe, then go to like a next screen or something? Like, and they said there's boss fights in it. I'm like, I don't understand how all this is going to work. I have to like play it, I guess, to fully comprehend it. But it looks cool. Yeah. I like golf RPGs, golf story and you know, the old yeah. Mario Golf. Like it's a cool combination yeah, of, of mechanics. Um but yeah, I just need to Yeah. There's like a lot of like uh like kind of ricochet shots going yeah. on. There's one where like bounced it like up the wall. Yeah, it was like they were like re I, I wanted to watch the trailer again because I was unclear on the golf physics. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like there was one shot and he was talking about power ups, so maybe it's a power up, but they were bouncing up a wall and hitting these purple things, which allowed them to like redo the angle, like redo the hit. Mm. And I was like, is that always how it works? Or is yeah. that just these pads yeah, or they, power up or what? They say you can buy power ups or whatever. Yeah, yeah there's like a missile ball. There was one that like lit like vines on mm-hmm. fire. Um, seems interesting. Yeah. It seems very interesting to me. Good I think it's style. got a good sense of style, a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Even the, the trailer was kind of cheeky. They called it a golf like. Yeah, golf like. That's another thing too. It's like, wait, wait. You mean rogue like roguelike elements, or is that just like another way of like just playing? Yeah, into the. Or is it a souls like? Like, which like are you (laughs) playing off of? Yeah, they kept saying you're gonna die and die. Yeah, Yeah. you die a lot. You're. They call it golf purgatory. Literally, you're in golf purgatory. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. there was a weird joke at the beginning of the trailer where he was like, "I'm the only person who made this game," and then another guy's like, "That's not true." But the lower third was like, "That goes back to what I was talking with Brad about tunic." Because mm-hmm. like originally like you had that in that script yeah. and it's been sort of like you know put that out that way but like I think I, I, I sent you a link to an interview where they kind of like no not really one person only and and I think when I talked to him at E3 they kind of gave me that same thing where they pushed back against it's that a narrative easy. yeah because it's like no you need a lot of people to put yeah, a game definitely, out definitely yeah even if yeah. only one person's doing like the bulk of the design work mm-hmm. uh, so yeah I think they were just I because I feel like. In the past year, we've had a few different games that have said that. It's like, oh, from the only a single-person yeah. team. Like oh, it's God. become like a bullet point. Why can't I think? Cyber Shadow was kind of like that. Right. It had like one main guy, and Yacht Club helped out with it. Right. Like, so I think maybe that's why they put that joke in there. Spunky, right? Because, again, like it's an ID at Xbox thing. It's mm-hmm. probably like part of their target audience. It's just like other indies that are going to be around GDC. Yeah. And so they've probably just all been... You know, sitting around like laughing at these people that are marketing themselves as yeah. one-person developers. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm a one-person developer too. <laughs> Warren Spector, one-person developer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to the game either way. Uh, another one, like the second I heard about, is like what? Monaco two. Yeah, Monaco one so fun. Yeah, I never <laughs> heard of this game before or the first one until today. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is almost ten years ago now. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly. Yeah, you the said you were playing it at game trailers. Out. I remember playing with y'all. I reviewed the game trailers. Yeah. I got an eight point four. I went back and looked at my review. Yep. I remember playing this with you, Blood Earth. April twenty fourth, super fun. Twenty thirteen. Wow. Yeah. Damn. So out of nowhere, uh, for those who are not familiar with Monaco, because it's been forever and it was not a huge game, uh, it is a heist game. It's a stealth game. Uh, it's got a sweet freaking ragtime piano soundtrack yeah. by Austin Winters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, the graphics are super simple. You, yeah, one of the things with the stealth elements is that you have a vision. You have a vision cone. 
So like most stealth games, like you see the other enemies' vision cones, but in this game you have a vision cone, so you can only see the parts of the map that your characters can oh, see. I remember that. Uh, and so it really puts a lot of you know depth into the yeah. strategy. Was it multiplayer? It Four is players. multiplayer. Yeah. 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 Uh, and you kind of got a little bit uh, in the teaser for two. They talked about the, they were kind of referencing the different the the different criminals, the different characters because. There's a hacker guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is the cleaner, who's the only one who can like actually like grab a guy and cleaner, like, of course, snap his neck kind of thing. <laughs> um, there's a monkey. I think. There's a guy with a monkey. I forget what the monkey actually does. Um, and then there's a mole that can dig through walls Sick. that I think was like <laughs> later on. That's cool. oh the mole, dude. Yeah. yeah, locksmith opens doors faster. Locksmith hype. Um, and then like the guns and stuff were really limited, so you could pick up a gun in a level. Um, but like, I think the amount of shots that you had, it was like depended on the number of coins. Oh, okay. So you had to be, and then like, as soon as you shoot it, then everybody hears your shots. Yeah, the alarms go off, things get crazy. (laughs) Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. But what we saw today was just a teaser. Yeah. Animated I didn't know what the hell it was. It was just referencing a bunch of Monaco stuff. And so I don't know. Is it going to look the same? Is it going to have, yeah. Is it going to be like. The same kind of gameplay, but with a new art style. Yeah. Is it going to be something like crazy in 3D or something like that? Yeah. What is this game going to play like? I, I, I don't know. I, I really want to see a screenshot. I yeah. want to know what it looks Sounds like. Sounds cool, though. Yeah. Fun party cool game. heist off with, the, with everyone? Yeah. Hell yeah. It's <laughs> really fun. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, the multiplayer. Yeah. Get, getting in there. I can remember it being one of those, uh, one more, one more. What right. Playing? Right. Well, that's the same because you're all trying to stealth together. Yeah. yeah. So you're trying to work together and somebody sets off an alarm yeah, and then no. it just panic spreads through the whole group. <laughs> I love that because you can blame someone super yeah. hard. Yep. And that was before we were streaming either. So it was like, we, I don't think we ever streamed that game. No way. Yeah. So Monaco 2. Future stream. Future stream. Cool. Yeah, was that before Kingdoms of Amalur or whatever? That was the first stream that we did. Um... Kingdoms of it, it might not have been before the game came out, but we weren't streaming a lot even when we had started streaming. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, oh, Re- Re- Kingdoms of Amalur was 2012, so yeah, it was after that. I can remember streaming Grand Theft Auto 3 when it came out. That was 2013. Yeah. Th- three, five, I mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> Thanks. Hubris from the few past somewhere. <laughs> Different reality. Flash sideways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're from the Baron Stain universe. <laughs> or is that the hell we're in now? I don't Steen. know. I never <laughs> I'm from the Baron Steen Bears. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Immortality, an interactive movie trilogy. Uh, There's a new set of games, I guess. They say trilogy uh, from Sam Bur- Barlow, who did uh, Her Story and Telling Lies. Been meaning to get around to Telling Lies. Uh, I've heard some people weren't as hot on it. Sophia just played it like yeah. two weeks ago, and she cracked it like immediately i don't know she like stumbled upon a video that like pretty much solved it like 20 minutes in and then oh was sure like, i can see that happening for yeah her. she yeah. just kind of stumbled onto it and then she was just like okay i guess i know what happens <laughs> like i haven't played that one but yeah yeah i could never get into her story which you know seemed right i loved my, her story yeah. yeah it seems right up my alley you know uh, i love all genres i love movies like i i tried hard to get into it and i scrubbed out i just couldn't get into it yeah. um the premise of this one is really cool the th- yeah the theme seems cool like her three movies or whatever and like seeing each one of those 
really sweet premise. Yeah, um, yeah, because so basically, for people who are not familiar with these games, they bas- they're like old CD-ROM games. So everything is FMV, yeah, yeah, like live action, uh, filmed with real actors, and you work by like putting the different clips together. And so with with this one, they showed. Like essentially, like mashing one frame from one movie to another movie. Yeah, they called it a match cut, which is a filmmaking term that you can, you know, basically match a movement to another thing. There are a few different ways people use the term match cut, but they're using that term for this. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like she basically had the same facial expression from one movie to the next. Yeah. It's funny, like, and maybe the trailer isn't doing a great job selling it, or I need to watch the trailer again, but. Something I kind of wish uh, they did a little differently is to make the movies look more different from each other. Because, mm. like, the whole the whole presentation seems, like, kind of video-y. It would have been nice to see, like, different lighting style for the... Like, a different quality for this. And, like, maybe yeah. they do more of that, and I just didn't, like, see it in the first watch of the trailer. But the they posters did, all look kind of the same. Yeah, they did look like older movies is what yeah. they were going for, for sure. At least in, like, costume and set design stuff. Right, but it still looked like it was shot on video. Yeah, it was, like, like, all the same movie, just, like, right, three, just three skins of the same movie. Right. I get and that. Like, I get that. Obviously, they're not going to film this on film because, like, that would be not very cost-effective probably. But, like, you can do treatments on, on digital to make it look different. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe oh. maybe it does in game, or I just didn't. Catch yeah, it watching or it like they'll they'll have a pass screen. on it later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still working. Yeah, on you it. can definitely do that in post. Yeah, like later on. I love when a creator has such a clear vision and does like a disconnected trilogy. You know, like the Man with No Name trilogy, or like a bootleg trilogy. You know, there's their little your little trilogy of games that are like all similar styles, but like not narratively connected. I think that's that's cool. And, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if there's like a, a subtle through line to any of them yeah. at all. Like I don't oh, know. Yeah. One of the things uh that was in there uh, that might have been easy to miss is they, they have uh behind the scenes footage as well. Oh cool. That you come through. Because the idea so yeah, the, the the premise is that this actress, uh Marissa Marcel, is lost and her movies are also like being erased. So you're going through, you know, essentially like the reels, the raw reels of this this stuff to try to solve the mystery and figure out what happened to her. So it's interesting that something on set will lead you to the answer. I'm looking at it again, and, like, for this TV interview that they start with, they definitely put, like, old TV, like, VCR uh, filter on it. And, like, the interview thing later, like, it's 4 by 3 aspect ratio and stuff. So I think they are doing the thing I was complaining about. So we'll see. Maybe just the posters all look similar. (laughs) Yeah. Huber. Wrestle Quest. Yeah, it looks dope. <laughs> this game looks great. This, great style. This sells the idea that I always am a firm believer in. If you can turn anything into a turn-based RPG, it makes it better. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yep. Yeah. Uh, love the visuals in this game. Scott Pilgrim style. Mm-hmm. Really flashy. Just really fun to look at. This is a fun video game to look at. And uh, just... Wrestling, I love wrestling. I was surprised so. they had like real wrestlers in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So we in the trailer we see Macho Man, we yep. see Andre the Giant, we see Jake the Snake. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, really, really cool premise. Kind cool of as like your mentors. It's kind, yeah, it's kind of like from the rise to the top yeah. kind of story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, I want to play it. Yeah, I really want to play this game. 
the the combat that they showed was was really funny though because like you had the wrestling ring but then the traditional like jrpg one side mm-hmm. the left yeah. side and right yeah. side one yeah. it was cool like i think one of the moves was like a pin you were like trying to pin someone you had to like line up a meter kind yeah. of like in a certain thing like that's sweet i love shit like that and but before that there was like a combo with a taco yeah, it's gonna get one wild. One character throws a taco at another character, and then they throw it at the enemy. <laughs> and like, Wrestling's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome. Spicy yeah. bomb. Yeah. I uh, rewatched the immortality trailer. I was just wrong. They all look way different. I don't, okay. know, I don't know what I was talking right. about. Correction. I'm crazy. Yeah, correction. Got correction. it. Uh, the one that I'm interested in, but a little hesitant here, uh, but still kind of interested to see where it goes. Whalefall. Uh, oh right! So well, this is one where like we didn't see what the game is at all, though. Really, we did. Oh yeah, actually, we did. Yeah, yeah. It was so at the very end. That's where okay. it gets weird. It's because You're right. it's like it you does. see these cutscenes. There's this this world. It's like a you know this animated world where there's flying whales. And one of the things that they had said in the press release is that like well, one of the when one of these whales like dies and falls to earth, then it becomes like this rush. For resources and people oh. battling over the, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the carcass. That's it's a, a cool idea. It's a strand game? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but then I watched the trailer and it's like, yeah, like there's like they actually have somebody with a cannon like starting to shoot whales down mm-hmm. and just like, you know, try to take had, like, take the, matters in their own hands. Almost like the grid space for the combat, it looked like. Like yeah, you had so attacks that, they had so a certain that, amount of range. Yeah, so that's when things get Get weird. It's the when you get to, cause you cause then you see cutscenes and like that's the same style as the trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, just like like little characters talking to each other. But then you get the gameplay, and it's like, and I don't want to be insulting, but it, like it looks like a student project. Sure. Like it looks Visually. rough. Yeah, like, it looks everyone, like GameCube. Everyone in the room. It doesn't look like it's like it's. it's just, it's the other one. Modeling and everything is what rough. Yeah. Everybody in the room when it went from okay. anime cutscenes to the three D models, we all went, oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw the combat. And I was like, mm. Yeah, it a is a strategy RPG. Like, mm. Okay. Um, okay. But, uh, I, and, and yeah, they had the, the the walking zones and all that kind yeah. of thing. Kind of like, a, uh, was it like the hex based kind of movement? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that's the thing. It's like just visually the gameplay side of it is rough. So I just don't know whether it'll all come together or right. whether it's just a matter of, you know, maybe yeah, they rework jump. it or if they, like, do a different, you know, go for a different yeah, style definitely. or something. But, like, even the text would look like, it was, like, one of those things where, like, this looks like the fonts of the, like, it's weird, but, like, sometimes, like, when you have low-budget games, like, things like that stick out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, some, like, just random basic font. Yeah. 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 But, I don't know. We'll see. Conceptually, is interesting. Yeah. Um... But on a higher note, Ghost Song, uh, this is a Metroid. Oh, the Metroid. I was like, oh, it's slow Metroid when I saw it at first. Looks sweet. Yeah, it does look sweet. Yeah, it's really sweet. Looks good. Really smooth animation. Yeah. Um, your character seems to be like, they seem cyborgish or robot. Yeah, you're like a yeah. robot, it seemed like. You, have, yeah. like. you even have like the Samus cannon, arm cannon. Mm-hmm. Looks really uh, cool. What I thought was cool is you also seem to have like a close range like melee attack too. Yeah. Um, not just like, not just the counter like Metroid does, but mm-hmm. like actually like whacking someone melee, yeah. yeah. Um, I, it, it's very Metroid. Yeah. Like even like the tubes you walk through and everything, like the crack in them. Yeah. So Metroid. It's, it's a, a good mix. Of, well, there's, there's it's like, a tip of the hat. <laughs> down down shifts in the background in some yeah. areas. <laughs> yeah. Um, like you mentioned the pipes. There's like kind of a Star Wars esque like little 
eyeball thing that comes out of a door at mm-hmm. one point. Uh, the, Which there isn't something like that in Metroid 2, isn't there? Something that scans. Like, I think it's Super Metroid. Yeah. Not quite like that, but yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. It's when you get the, um, it's like down in the left corner, you get the ball, I think, mm-hmm. and it scans. Yeah. Oh, right. That's they're right. like, yeah, they're like lights kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas this is like, it was like literally the thing from Return of the Jedi yeah, popping yeah. out of the wall. <laughs> oh, right. Love that. Um, uh, one thing I thought was interesting Goodness is gracious, there's some extra, like, more VO in it than you <laughs> typically get yeah, out of this genre. Yeah, I think it'd be a silent game, pretty So, much. like, enemies were, like, kind of yelling at you or laughing at you and mm-hmm. stuff during certain shots. Love um, a good death yell. Some Symphony of the Night style damage numbers popping off there. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. Love Symphony of the Night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, dude. Yeah. What a statement. <laughs> yes. Shout out Symphony of the Night. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's a blood nothing, joint. Nothing groundbreaking, but it's got a good no. style, good vibes. Yeah. yeah, Could be good. Awesome. That's been my new phrase of the year. Nothing I haven't seen before, but sweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's my, my, That's his my thesis of, of 2022. <laughs> thesis. Is, yeah. <laughs> Nothing I haven't seen before, but I'm hyped. <laughs> Another game with a lot of style and atmosphere, Signalis. Yes. Oh. Survival horror yeah, adventure yeah. Survival game horror vibes. Ele- the, yeah, elements looks really cool. Looks yeah. depressing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like a cyberpunk in a good way. Survival horror it, game. It's got uh, what I'm starting to refer to as like this hyper PS1 style. Yes, yeah, the visual dude. style. Yeah. it's like it looks a lot better than a PS1 game, but at the same time, still somehow looks like a mm-hmm. PS1 game. Vibes. Yeah, I don't know how to describe its camera angle. How you like what it looks like when you play? When you're playing, it feels sort of like a, like MGS or Resident Evil. Kind of fixed, yeah. kind of. Yeah, fixed. it's got like the same like laser sight. Yeah, it looks like a lock on thing. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me of MGS one. I guess you're right. Yeah, this was my favorite that we saw. I yeah, I, yeah. I think so. Mine sure. too. Yeah, and then you get into some of the puzzles, and those looked very like pre-rendered mist like mm-hmm. in certain cases with like. Just like big chunky terminals. Yeah. And better be on. Uh, better be on Slack twenty four seven. Isla, when I get to those puzzles. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be streaming this together. What are you talking about? Sweet. Or an easy update at least. A lot of code flashing on screen as well. Yeah. 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 And then some just like yeah, just some cyberpunk stuff there. Yeah. You some, just like like really big like full screen like pixel faces. Yeah, those looked really good. Yeah. Really good. Good stuff. You wrote Fear Effect vibes in the notes. Fear Effect. So true, dude. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. What a call. I was so <laughs> stoked for Fear Effect as a kid. I don't even remember if I played it. Right. Yeah, there's definitely those games when you're a kid. It's like, oh, never Did actually got around to that one. Back recently? What? There's yeah, there was that there weird, was like, something. isometric. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Fear Effect something. and I, I, Yeah. Yeah. Um... I felt like you were going to say something else. Fe- Fear Effect Sedna was 2018. Sedna. Sedna. Yeah. That's so Sedna. weird. Sedna! <laughs> um, but yeah, so that'll be pretty much it for what we're going to cover with all the GDC and Humble stuff. There's a lot more, like I said. Go check it out. A lot of it probably this. I was just trying to like jam through and mm-hmm. see like what just pops out at me, what I want to look at a little bit uh, before, before the podcast today. Um, but good stuff coming. Yeah. What's not coming? EA Play Live. Oh, uh, right. probably a good move. Yeah, honestly, always my least favorite part of E3 is EA. 
But I'm even s- worse than Gearbox. Well, Gearbox hasn't always done their own thing, but yeah, like out but of all the main people that have been like the E3, you know, Sony, right. Microsoft, Nintendo, EA, Ubisoft, like always my least favorite, but I'm still super bummed to, to hear this. One last you know? thing. It's like, I love E3. I know it's maybe archaic now that we're, we're many years removed from it, but I still love the collective hype and the collective celebration, you know? Mm-hmm. I the feel like... EA was not part of that collective anymore. I don't even know that they were... Were they doing press conferences at E3, or did they start that at EA Play? They bowed out EA Play. Yeah. at the first EA Play, I think, yeah. But, like, even though, you know, only a Sith deal is an absolutes, sure, we, people would criticize E3 press conferences. The Jedi do, too. Sure, E3... They do. E, like, E3 has bad press conferences, but it's, like bad in a fun way when it's bad whereas like these smaller state of plays the nintendo directs i feel like we're a little harsher the community is a little harsher like it's more of like you better show some good stuff or we're mad whereas well, like people have been pretty harsh at ea yeah <laughs> dude it's yeah. been so boring a lot yeah. Yeah. Fourth, yeah. Man. fourth sections like but talk- i think yeah. because but i think because when it's bad there's like other things to look forward to like all right we got the pc gaming show tomorrow you know just right. this, this week-long celebration yeah. i miss even when something's bad you have another thing right right, right around the corner like right i just miss it all i miss it all I'm I just, just waiting for, like, <laughs> who's going to replace E3? Like, I mean, Jeff yeah. does Keely. the Summer Games Fest. Like, right. yeah. But, I mean, like, is he going to do an in-person thing or is it? Like, who knows? Eventually. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. last time, so. I yeah. mean, I think, I think E3 is still, obviously, they're still really, but I think they're still going to try to do something. It's just going to be a, they're gonna try. a yeah. question of by the time they get around to it next year, mm-hmm. like, whether the industry will actually be there yeah. for it or, you know, if... And you know, more people will pull any games. We're just going to do our own thing. Yeah. My cooldown is 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 over now. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for I'm a ready. conference again. Yeah. Selfishly, I miss Huber Syndrome shoving a mic in people's faces. Yeah, like I miss it so much. Easy update. Also, oh, yeah. The carpets done. Seriously, the carpets. <laughs> we miss them. It's just so much fun, you know. And you know, again, E3 can get negative. Like people can be pissed at the press conferences and stuff, but it's still always felt like a, a celebration of people coming together to, to love and, and appreciate right. video games, and that's always a good thing in my books. Huber, so. I'll tell you why this doesn't bother me. <laughs> Regardless if they're going to do this or not, E3 is not coming back in the way you want it this year. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And for me, this is them saying, like, yo, we're not going to waste your time this right. year. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, the yeah stuff, I, have, I have a statement from Yeah, the stuff you got time. that we want is, like, yo, we'll show you the Dead Space stuff on its own time when we're ready to right. show it. Right. St- Star Wars Jedi, we'll show it at some other thing. That's right. Where you're still going to get those sweet announcements. You're just not going to get them maybe, like, one or two cool things in, like, an hour of, yeah. that's here's, exactly, a, here's that's a Madden exactly cover art character. So, <laughs> cool. However, however, this year... Things aren't lining up to show you everything on one date. We have exciting things happening at our world-class studios, and this year we'll reveal much more about these projects when the time is right for each of them. We look forward to spending time with you throughout the year. Yeah. It's like you're going to see Dragon Age there or anything like that. Because yeah. like, if they do a press thing, people expect more than like one or two things. Mm-hmm. Because I'd be like, where the hell was Dragon Age during yeah. this? Why, what are you, why right. are you doing this? <laughs> well, and it's, it's, they've always felt like one of those things where like, like Capcom or Square or whatever, it's like this would almost be more hype if it was just in the Microsoft press conference, you know? Like right. we yeah, get half exactly. of this here, half of this in Sony, you know? Like 
That's just more fun, I feel yeah. like. Why do you need your own, yeah? It's, right, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's useless. Yeah. It's cool. I get it. I like yeah. the idea of, like, it's time for this event. We don't know what's going to be there. It's yeah, exciting. I love that. But a lot of times it feels pointless. Yeah. And you're just like, ugh. But it's pointless until the one time it isn't. Correct. And you get that. But yeah. That's when you do. That's when you come back. Is when yeah. you, it won't be pointless. Yeah. You come back when you're ready to go. Yeah. When you get that gun locked and loaded. Right. You can drag it in your massive <laughs> whatever you like. You're ready to show this shit. Bo, bo, bo. Yeah. You go in then. But otherwise, now you just. Cal Kestis, live action. Live action. Where is he? <laughs> Get him in He'll there. He'll show up. He'll show up. Get oh him gosh. in there. He'll announce All those the Star Wars games they've got cooking now. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. Well, because the pressure's on now. They don't have the rights to that exclusively anymore. It's like they got to compete with Ubisoft now doing Star Wars games. Sure. Yes or no question for the entire panel. Yes or no. I don't want any other words. Yes or no. Will there be a Baby Yoda video game? Or... Rude. <laughs> I need I need some clarification here. Okay. You play for as this Baby question. Yoda. Okay. Does this include like you a mobile game? As. Does this include like a mobile game AAA. or it's like a match three game? Where AAA. You're, AAA. Where you're, AAA Yoda. No. Baby Yoda. No. No. Grogu. No. Grogu game. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> How are you gonna have him play as Grogu when he does one thing and falls asleep? <laughs> I, I just throwing it out there. <laughs> Playable segment, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Playable segment, a stealth game where you try to eat just somebody's like, children. I bring it. I bring it up because it, he's the most popular. He's a thing. like he's more popular than like half of the MCU alone. Right, you right. know, he's a very no, very popular. It's absolutely true. He's very popular. <laughs> What's yes. the droid B B D one? Yeah, like Grogu B D one, like comedic <laughs> oh. buddy adventure. Theme. Like yeah. yes, yes, please, yes, please. Neither of them can talk to anyone. <laughs> They're just getting into weird trouble. <laughs> hey, Cal understands BD1 when he True, talks to him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That People Star all Wars inexplicably thing. just understand yeah. droid. It's yeah. like, when did you learn this? Except in Turn of the Jedi, I think they show R2 talking to Luke and his X-Wing. It's like translating out what he's saying. Right, yeah. right, right. But that was sick. That's sick. <laughs> We're going to the Dagobah system. Yeah. The Dagobah system. <laughs> I love how he yeah. talks See an old friend. <laughs> so jolly. <laughs> also this week... Hogwarts Legacy got a full state of play presentation. Mm -hmm. uh, it's coming this holiday. Obviously, uh, divisive yeah, franchise. Yeah, much there. sooner than I thought it would be coming kinda, out. Kind of hard for people to figure out what the heck to do with that. Yeah, um, but uh, I don't know. I think it seems like the team may be able to pull something worthwhile out it's, of it. I just what Avalanche, right? Yeah, I just yeah. Hopefully, they find some way to to distance themselves. Yeah. I don't know how they can. But yeah, clearly the industry's going full steam ahead with it. So. Yep. We'll see how it winds up, how it'll do. $10 billion franchise, somebody said this jeez. week. I'm like, oh, jeez. Wow. That's up there. What's Pokemon right? 100? Was the, it's Pokemon's number one? I don't have one? a clue. Oh, <laughs> we had I don't list. go around we comparing financial recently. numbers. Yeah. We had the list of the highest. I forget when that was. Yeah. yeah. But Pokemon, yeah, obviously. But. Uh, you know what else got a presentation this yeah, week? Yeah, 100 billion Pokemon. <laughs> Dead Space. Had a yes. thing going over audio design yep. and said they're going to be coming out early 2023. I Hell bet it'll right. get delayed, but it's a good sign. I like very these small sign. little updates. It's cool. It feels very yeah. un-EA to me, right. which I like. Yep. Yeah. It's very, like, yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah. Here's what we're doing. Like it's, Resident Evil 3 yeah. remake size, you know, mm -hmm. not massive 
which is exactly what it needed to be. Just scale it back, small focus. Stay true to the The first one is like less than 10 hours. You know, you can get through that pretty quickly. Just add some cool replay factor. Yep. Unlockables. Unlockable Mm. difficulties I always love. Mm. You know, unlock the brutal mode and... Sorry. Scans. Dude, I'm not quite sure. I can't remember if they were going to... If it was going to be like a extremely uh, close to one remake... Or are they going to take some liberties? I think liberties. they're taking okay. some liberties. Okay. But it's going to be yeah, I got no problem with that. I was yeah, just, yeah. just curious. Yeah. Cool. I'm so hyped. Because, like... Dude, Dead Space 1 was <sighs> so... It is so good. Yes. So. <laughs> All the, like, unitology, cult stuff. The lore was cool. So yeah. muddled. But in the first game, that shit... Isla... Sure. That shit rips. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it rips and tears, bro. It rips and tears. Necromorphs are so cool. Dismemberment is so good. <laughs> yeah. Dismemberment in this game has to be some of the best gore of all time. Yeah. If it's not, I'm going to be unsatisfied. Brad, all signs point to yes, and it's so encouraging because one of those early dev diaries talked about the tearing of the it flesh. Yeah, it's got And be. the layers of flesh. Flesh tech. Oh. Yeah, flesh yeah, tech. <laughs> they're going to be like GT7, and they're going to simulate the entire solar system just so the flesh yeah. tears correctly or something. Yeah, the yeah. gravity like, pulls cool. it the right direction. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when Dead Space 1 came out, honestly, to me, it was on par with Resident Evil. I know that's a bold, bold statement. Since then, Dead Space has trended downwards that, and then disappeared. Yeah. Resident Evil is is Back, at its right. new golden yeah. age, you know? So now's the time. Now, they probably like, saw Remake 2 yeah, crush it exactly. and they're like, okay, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Like this has the potential to be at that level of quality and that's what I'm really hoping for. And it for. deserves it. Yeah. Dead Space is really good. Uh, sort of non-update, but clarification on System Shock 3. Remember we were talking about that? Yeah, oh, yeah. what's up? Okay, what's up? So, speaking with VentureBeat, Warren Spector said the team hasn't worked on the game since 2019. Ooh. <laughs> fully intense sense hands. Yeah. So. I don't think it's coming out. Yeah. I don't know. It's not like offici- whatever happened. It's not to officially dead, but nobody knows what's going on. How many years deep are we now on uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodline oh, Two or whatever? Oh my god! Whatever I happened to that, that game? Yeah. yeah. Isla, what's going on? That game? That's like Looking five years deep from an announcement. Yeah. No, something went. I forget what, Ooh. but it, that went off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Because they even released. That's weird. Because they even released like a visual novel in the same universe. Well, that actually came we just out. got like that battle royale they game, lost right? Writer, or something along those lines. Some some stuff something went down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Something went down. Something was said. Yeah. Crazy development. It was hell. announced in 2019. It looks like for it was announced for 2020 in 2019, and then they were like, "It's coming on 2021," and then like. Who knows since? Mm. Yeah. Radio yeah, silence. Yeah, don't hold your breath yeah. for things unless they're like oh, two months away. But I guess Par- Paradox said they almost canceled it. Right. Or yeah, who knows? Um, Private Division, who is a subsidiary of Take-Two, who basically does like indie publishing. You know, So they yeah. did Outer Worlds. They bought the Ollie Ollie uh, devs and uh, put out Ollie Ollie World. Uh, they have announced four... Uh, Publishing partnerships uh, with different studios don't have any actual games to show yet. Okay, but here, who's here's who they're going to be working with? Uh, Tikut Fabric, who did uh, Mutagione. Uh, which I don't know that one. It was like an indie darling a couple years ago. Uh, e- Evening Star, who did uh, Sonic Mania Plus. Oh, oh 
baby. Working on original IP. Cool, cool baby. This is going to be a Sonic game. It'll be sweet. Uh, Piccolo Story, who... Uh, Piccolo Studio, who did a Rise, a simple story. Oh what my god! Is this? I was like, Are you make a Piccolo. Yeah, what side? is this Piccolo game? Piccolo Gaiden. You, you played yeah. Rise a little bit, right? Wait, what game? A Rise, a simple story. It was like a Viking game. A Rise. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did play a Rise. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Yellow Brick Games, uh, who has Mike Laidlaw from Bioware and Dragon Age, uh, they're working on some big new RPG. Cool. So. Oh boy. So interesting stuff. Big new. When someone says big new RPG, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I was just thinking problem. that same thing. Like anytime someone's like, we've got this person who did this thing, I'm like less and less impressed because it seems yeah. like nine times out of ten. I just picked the most recognizable name to myself. Oh, yeah. but, like, right, but like so nine right. times out of ten, like three years later they You're quit, s- <laughs> and then that's right. it. We never hear about it again. Yep. Like you know, or the game comes out and it gets like a 72 on Metacritic, and we all move <laughs> right. on. Right. <laughs> We'll see. I, I, I have more faith than that. G- get you know him away from yes. me. You know, yeah. yeah, blood. Yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. I'm with you, blood. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I didn't I didn't put that in my trailer list for things to watch, but uh, Digimon Survive got a very sad trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I just clicked on that thing, and it was just so, like, depressed, and, like, and we, the world would never be the same. And just this, like, yeah, it was just hilarious. Dude, did you good mean, angle to go for yeah. if you're competing against Pokemon? The, the, you go dark. You go DC versus Marvel. Digimon you know? has always tackled <laughs> some pretty serious subjects, you know? Yeah, lean yeah. into that. Uh, it's a hybrid visual novel slash uh, SRPG. Whoa. More on the visual novel side. The year really? Yes, a Digimon game? Okay. <laughs> this game sounds like it has vision. <laughs> I, got, I got something. It's been in the works for a bit. Oh, okay. Jeez. Wow. Ambitious. Uh, yeah. An official Rift Tracks game is coming from the makers of what the dub? That'll be a fun stream. Mm, That'll that's be a funny. fun stream. That's really funny. A uh, whole slew of D and D Goldbox classics are coming to Steam on March 29th, uh, including uh, Pool of Radiance, uh, which was one of my first RPGs. Mm, never wow. played any of these. Uh, it is responsible for a lot of things. <laughs> like cool because I are I, you going to stream this? Uh, I'd love to see you stream. Probably this. not. No, this, this is like blood work. Definitely be hard to go back to. But yeah, this rules. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So pool of radiance I had on Commodore sixty four. Yeah, I think that these are all DOS Fox versions. Cool. Um, and uh, I was like eight, nine years old. Didn't have a clue <laughs> what the heck I was doing. Yeah. Just fumbling my way through this game. Uh, certainly didn't beat it. Not sure how far I got. <laughs> but it introduced me to that whole just everything right yeah and so there was also the forgotten realms pool of radiance book and so i had my mom get me that book when i was like 10 years old i read through that book in like a day and then like i just got into fantasy novels and everything like that was kind of like the launching pad i mean the real launching pad was he-man but you know (laughs) from he-man to like pool of radiance (laughs) man these characters are wild Awesome! Yeah. I want to see. And I want to see the this. Agents was the other big one. That was Legacy, Legacy of the Agents. I remember you one, did yeah. that video. That's one of my all-time yeah. favorites. Ten out of ten. <laughs> um, and then uh, last one on the list: new publisher Deepwell formed to focus on therapeutic games, uh, and it includes the involvement of uh, Devolver's Mike Wilson as well as uh, Lauren Lanning, American McGee, and uh, Rami Ismail. American McGee being in there is interesting. Yeah, it's a, weird, it's a weird, it's a weird group. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I really like Devolver. <laughs> focusing yeah, in on on how games can kind of help people 
process. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Yeah, kind of kind of reminds me of like Brandon's mindful games yep. series. Mm, there's little, always little room for more of those video I always games. Think of Flower of just how yeah. peaceful that game was. Right. <laughs> Wasn't uh, the Hellblade studio? They were talking about stuff like this. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they were I'm talking sure. about mental, mental health stuff. Yeah, yeah. Theory, for sure. A big part yeah. of yeah, of Hellblade. Send one stuff like that deals with it. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Let's play a game. All right. From JG. JG Wentworth. 877 Cash Now. 877 Cash Now. 877 Cash Now. Oh, this is going to throw everyone for a loop because I'm the only one familiar, really familiar with this game. (laughs) Earthbound or The Beatles? Wait, which is better? No, no. I have a game for you to play. (laughs) Are the following characters... From Earthbound, oh, okay. or are they from a Beatles song? Okay. Uh, I noticed both have a similar sense of bizarre humor Hilarious. that I personally really love. Cool. Jones would be good. God, I need to play Earthbound. <laughs> Mr. Kite. That's Beatles. Yep. Right on it. Brad's on this. Oh, we got a fan. Look out. Yeah. Look yeah, out. I know. Mean Mr. Mustard. That's Beatles also. Right away. Oh, look out. Apple Kid. That's Earthbound, Earthbound? I think. Earthbound? Okay. Dr. Robert. That's Beatles. Brad. (laughs) The expert. Crush it. Crush it, Brad. The Flying Men. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to say that's Earthbound, though. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. The Runaway Five. That's, oh, that I don't know. I'm going to say Earthbound, though. Yep. Okay. That's the band. Okay. Oh, funny. Uh, Polythene Pam. Also don't know this one. I'll say Earthbound. That's Beatles. What did oh. they say? Is it just a song? No, he, he didn't oh, okay. specify, oh. unfortunately. The Eggmen. Eggmen? Eggmen. Eggman? Beatles. Eggmen? I don't know. I'll say that's Earthbound. It is Beatles. So, okay. Yeah. Mr. Spoon. Earthbound? Yep. Polythene Pam is a song. Okay. Rocky Raccoon. That's Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> Great song. So 10 out of 10. Classic. 10 out of 10 it's song. So it's a 10 out of 10 song. One of my favorites ever. Brad is acing. That is a 10 out of 10 song. It's one of the greatest yeah. ever made. <laughs> a movie just referenced it. Shit. Miss Fake. Earthbound. I don't know that one. Earthbound. Yep. Yeah. Bubble Monkey. Bubble Monkey. <laughs> it's got to be Earthbound. I guess it's Earthbound too. Yeah, I don't know what that yep. is. That's Earthbound. All right, Brad aced it. Sick. Thank you, JG. Fun. It uh, is time for love and respect. Oh, you got some? I was just gonna say it's from Al- uh, Abbey Road. Polytheme. Ah, yeah. nice. Hmm. All right, it is time for love and respect. Love and respect from Eric J. Hi, allies. A standout feature of Elden Ring to me is the map. I've been talking to friends about how well-designed the map is and how it encourages exploration and curiosity. It makes areas feel intense and unknown and doesn't overwhelm the player with information. Uh, it, they just oh. updated it in the patch, too. A little oh, bit. yeah. Uh, so according to Miyazaki, Miyazaki, on the map, he has some interesting things. Or Miyazaki has some interesting things to say about the map uh, with the concept of map fragments. Uh, he reckons this adds variety ex- to exploration. You have to explore to an unknown area initially, which is one kind of feeling, then you find the map fragment, which gives you some 
idea of what might be around. But even then, the maps don't have all the world's details on them, so there remains a sense of discovery. He adds that exploring with a map is fun, and that's why the fragments are easy to obtain. What are your thoughts on this map design, and would it benefit other maps in future open-world games? It's perfect. It's beautiful. 10 out of 10. <laughs> loved it. One of my favorite maps ever. I loved all the markers. I don't know why people need an NPC marker because there is a marker with a, a character and that's what I would put mm-hmm. on the map whenever I saw an NPC. I would just put the little okay. icon of a character. Helpful when they move. Then you just But del- the game does it. Oh, that's what they added? It Like, the marker will follow them now? It shows you uh, where that... I think it was where they were. I don't know if it's necessarily. It might not show you where they're. Yeah, until you find them. Yeah, I'm not sure though. It just it like just came out yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I was curious about that. I think it just if you've been there because you have the grace. Yeah, if you like talked to them there, it'll be there. Mm. I love the idea of just like that pen and pad style. I mean, there's a lot of symbols you could put on the map. I love those symbols. I used. I, I used so many of those symbols that I couldn't put more symbols. I had to delete my earlier symbols. That's how many symbols. You could still do that, Huey. Yeah. What do you mean? You could still put the symbols down. They didn't take that away. No, I love the symbols. I know. Yeah, yeah, You're You're saying you could still do it. Yeah, I know. Okay. But they added like something with NPCs. I yeah, guess. I think you were saying... Mark NPCs with the name. Yeah, right. I, was, I was curious about it. I just I didn't know. I think you were yeah. saying it was fine before. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For him especially, but like... I, I, I guess. Like, I yeah. could totally see why someone would want that. It's, like, not a big yeah. deal to me, but, like, I get it. I get it. I thought it was perfect. I Should really it? like that if you get close enough to where the map uh, fragment is, the little marker shows up on the map. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they, they do that. They do some smart stuff with that, and it's pretty cool. It's some of the underground areas, it's not yeah, like that. Yeah, you just find you it. You just find yeah. it. But yeah, I do like the map. It's, and what I liked about the map blood is you would find a fragment, especially early in the game, and it would like show you where you're at. Yeah, the little. Mm-hmm. But like, as it. you would find more things, would kind of expand. So you didn't have a clear idea of how big the world was right away. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't open up my map. Like I think of Horizon. I I open up the map and I see the entire map and like this. All this is just blacked out. But like Elden Ring, I wasn't exactly sure how big things were, which was cool. That's what I was gonna say too. Like that the map starts out this big and then, mm-hmm. but it fills the whole screen. So it like expands as you get farther and you're like oh this game is massive yeah. <laughs> like, you're like oh okay mm-hmm. yeah that's cool because uh, in the preview I was like is Limgrave it yeah. like is this it it's pretty big already but mm-hmm. not as big as I thought and then I found a different area and I was like oh but to me the 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 best thing about the map was that it just wasn't littered with things on it right. which yeah. is like drives me crazy a lot of the times like I think of Immortals Phoenix Rising which mm-hmm. I liked that game but I, th- I remember just in that game you like scan and you just like highlight everything on the map, and it just tells you everything was when you're in here. I'm like, dude, have, this really have sucks. Have you seen uh, the it's Forza just, Horizon Five map when you get everything? I don't recall it. Ugh, no, it, puke. It, you have it's to. Just like, you have to filter for what you're yeah, looking for. It makes you want to puke. Like I think of it's horrifying Assassin's yeah. Creed map. Yeah. It's just like yeah. pff, question marks yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It's like it's fine. I get why like, people totally like question that. marks are the worst. Yeah, question marks because you're like yeah, you, you don't because really know. It's redundant. If your game is well designed, <laughs> it should be curious. You should yes, have a question mark about it anyway. That's what I prefer. Right? You don't have but. to put a question. Uh, the one, the one complaint I will say with the map that I have is that the grace, like guidance, doesn't, oh. doesn't go away when you finish. True, it leads thing. you to where the boss was. Yes. Right, and it's like at the early game after I'd gotten a great rune or two, I was like, why is this yeah. still pointing Same over here? Am I still supposed to do something? What's going on? You know, and I wish that would go away once you had the great rune or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. But that's a small gripe. Yeah. 
Yeah, the map encourages exploration and uh, that's what really the game's go, about. Yeah, like that's yeah. what the game's about. It well, what, honestly is perfect. Do you have any other any other maps that you can think of that kind of scratch the itch? We've talked about this, and I always forget I mean, them when like maps I like in games. Yeah, I mean, for Final an open world game, I liked Breath of the Wild's map. I mean, it sure it was still. You know, you get a tower, you go up, you climb, you literally climb up a tower and scan it and you like see parts of the map, but it, the map was not littered with things telling you what they right. were. You were just like, yo, just go find something out there. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. But for other games, like I always think of Metroid Prime with the map, like mm. how great that was back in the day. Um, it's not exactly a map, but it, the thing with, with Tunic is really cool. Yes, that is cool. Yeah. That's one of the coolest parts of the game, the whole <laughs> manual aspect. I love that. Yeah, have you seen that, Hebert? It looks like an NES instruction manual. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like collect pages, yeah. and it fills it out. So tight. Yeah, so you it's find really cool. the page, and then you can actually flip it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so really cool. cool. It's, it's really cool. cool. I, I really wish like, did that. I really like in games, and Elder Ring kind of does this too, but like when, when people are like, oh, I'll mark that on your map, and then you get like, you have the little marker on your yeah. map. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, not Metro. Metro, there Metro. it is. That's what I'm trying to think of. <laughs> Metro, Blood Earth. Thank you, dude. There was something gnawing at the back of my head. <laughs> is that one where you have it? Like, Exodus. It's like physical, and you have to like. Yeah, you have like yeah. a physical like leather oh, no thing yeah. in front of yeah. you. Yeah. Little board. Oh my god, Sea of Thieves. I was just thinking like that's sea of a, those are cool maps. Yeah. yeah, those are really cool. Sea of Thieves has yeah. great maps, and I love that they just exist in the world. They're, yep, they're there. Yep. I not to not to get into it. I don't want to get into it, but get into it. The idea of a map with a shitload of icons and everything has been kind of in the in the discourse of, mm. of Elden Ring and what have you. From my take for that stuff is like when I see all those icons and everything, my brain goes into autopilot. My brain goes right. into checklist it, it autopilot yeah, mode, yeah. which has value. It's so fun. But there's so many of those games, especially in AAA development and budget. Like I mean there's every so, Ubisoft game. Yeah, there's so many of those games. So right. I like I love that. I love I love Assassin's Creed. I love the checklist turning my brain off but i also love yeah exploring and, and yeah, discovering and i just prefer the yeah. the exploring part more Same, yeah. one of my like, well, you're sort of autopilot but also sort of like this, this love hate depending on how it's implemented is uh maps where you like fill it in as you walk yeah. Oh sure, you know, and yeah. it's like yeah. it's just gray and like you get used to it. But then, I get so OCD. I'm like, go in the corner, get it all. Yes. Like, yeah. Right, because some of them are just too specific. Yeah. Right, that's the problem. Like it's Metroid, like, kind of. It's like, let me jump up and get that little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Little Symphony square. of the Night is. is <laughs> but big I know you mean that. blood. The map's too specific. You know exactly what is on the map already. Like if I can see everything, just fill it in on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and like. Yeah, I shouldn't have to like walk right next to that wall to get it to show up. My favorite in-game achievement of all time was World Explorer in World of Warcraft. Mm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. I really liked filling in that map. Obviously, an MMO world, a huge, giant world, filling that thing in is... is Well, that was like... Something new at the time. And something new at the it time. Was cool. and getting you, XP, we were like, whoa! Yeah, and it really felt like you were exploring a world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Remember when, like, it was like a year after Breath of the Wild came out or whatever, when they did that update that showed everywhere you've walked? Yes. And I was like, yeah. you were tracking that this whole I time? Think they, what the hell? They were trying to put that. that in the base game. I was pretty sure they had that idea. I was shocked that they'd wow. tr- been tracking it the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. They're watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy when I first put it up and then it, like and it actually animates, so it's really fun to watch yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's like a replay and unpacking or something. From Stomps. Hey, allies. Last week's talks about games looking switchy. <laughs> Got me thinking about what has come of the handheld game market. Uh, with the 3DS discontinued, developers ha- have no choice but to move to Switch or even non-handheld platforms. It's a little switchy. Well, it seems like this just means handheld games can now use better hardware. It also means developers are likely pressured to meet the standards of a console game. Uh, so my question is, what games do you think may have benefited from a tighter handheld-only experience? Do you think a game could still position itself as handheld-centric and concede it's not ideal for docked play? I'm very curious how the play date is received because it's a retro-style mm, yeah. device, handheld-only with a crank. Like It's obviously like niche, very specific market, but... I mean, it's it's trying to do that, like, heyday of Game Boy kind of vibes, you know. Obviously, there's a Steam Deck, too, which kind of doesn't fit this conversation exactly, but... Seeing Elden Ring on your Steam Deck. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Even though it's a little framey and pops in, yeah. but it's, it runs fine. Yeah. But I don't think I want to play anything on handheld, if I can play it on a TV, except things that are specifically de- designed for a handheld, like a game. Mm-hmm. But I, I always think of, like, um, The World Ends With You on DS... Like right. Just how that yeah. was designed so well around the hardware, and it's like a unique experience you can only get on that hardware. But otherwise, I can't think of them like, I'd rather just play this on my handheld or whatever. But Don, I'm not a handheld person, so. Yeah. Don and I were talking about Tearaway the other day. Tearaway. Right. Right. Tearaway. Right. Exactly. That was a thing that was built for the, the right. Vita. Tearaway. And like way better on Vita. Yeah. Because they put it out on PlayStation later, yeah. and it yeah. just lost a little something. That was, up. yeah, it was built for like the that. back touch. The pads. back touch that with your finger coming through so the yeah. world, it was awesome. Your face in the sky because oh, of the I camera. Love it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What is the drink box yes. game with the slashing? Oh, um, oh um, severed. 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 Yeah. I never played that. It's so cool. that is on really cool. Switch, Switch, and that is only playable. You're right. On that's a good mode. handheld thing. I would say yeah. for sure. So there's definitely maybe on mouse and maybe on your mouse would be okay. But yeah. something about touching it's probably. But I also really think cool. there's like there's a distinction too because there's games that like the work on your phone, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, like a lot of puzzle games. Like this is great for your phone. Some mm-hmm. like. JRPGs or work on your phone, of, but yeah. I think, but I see, I, I think that's, I think that's where the level of of handheld stuff gets rough on developers that like they're talking about is because, yeah, once you, you know, make like a platformer or a JRPG or something, like now people expect like this visual budget, you know, right. whereas like a 3DS is like, well, we can make a cool game with a great story and a great combat system, mm-hmm. but you know, we don't have a lot of money to spend on. Well, it reminds me of some yeah. of like those Square Enix games. Like right. I, I think of Bravely Default Two or something like that. Yeah. Where it's like a perfect example of that. But like I still played it on my TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think there's more tolerance for it for sure. But yeah, I think that's when again when we're talking about like, oh, that looks a little switchy. Yeah, kind of yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Living in uh, Southern California too as oh, it's always my main point of why I don't play handheld games because I have to drive and then I yeah get to my place and I. Play it on my TV. So. Yeah, we're not on a subway or you anything know, I was like on that. On a subway or a bus or you know, commuting enough to drive, then I'd yeah. be more of a handheld gamer for sure. But just the Orange County, Southern California lifestyle is like not ideal for that. Yeah, yeah big handheld gamer on planes, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, when yeah, I go on course. a plane, of course. Yeah, yeah. and well, that's the, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's the convenience of it is nice, but for personally, I've always been like. I've gotten those systems because they had games I want to play. Yeah. Right. Not because I wanted to have something to take around with me. Yep. So, you know, as soon as that like Super Game Boy came out for the Super oh Nintendo. Oh my god, I like, had Super Game Boy so yes. sick. Yes. 
So sick. So happy. Yeah. To just so play awesome. games on my TV. TV. Yeah. Instead of hooking up the Especially giant battery and the light. In Game Boy, you're like trying to get a light to see it. Yeah. yeah. Man. A little worm light. Oh, but one thing worm I do light. like about handhelds, though, is cool with some retro games. Like, I recently bought mm-hmm. Golden Sun on Game Boy Advance because I've never played it. And I have my Game Boy SP. I'm like, I'm going to play this on the SP because this Sick. is how people played it yeah. back then. This is cool. Like, I don't really want to play it on a TV. It's something about it playing on its original hardware is super appealing to me. Yeah. Well, the resolution is definitely part of it. Yeah, right? totally. Like when yeah, you're, you're right. Like 240p sure. or something. Yeah, yeah true. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Blow that up to 4K. Yeah. It's a little rough. <laughs> I just had, it's funny that I got my Steam Deck because all I'm playing right now is Elden Ring. And the next ha- the next game I want to play is Triangle Strategy, and that's on Switch. So it's like my Steam Deck is super cool, but I'm also like not going to use it for a hot second. That's the worst like, thing with hardware, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I just realized that if I fly somewhere this year, I guess I'll have to bring my Switch, my Steam Deck, and the play date. Like. I mean, embarrassment of riches, but <laughs> it's pretty funny. Must be nice. Your Steam Deck's going to run out of batteries or plug that thing in. Yeah, I'm curious yeah, how long the battery lasts on those. Yeah, yeah, I haven't played it long enough to find out yet, but... The, the plane a is a test, yeah. Yeah, well, and it sounds like a plane. Like, <laughs> it, it's a computer. And, yeah, like, yeah, the fans are definitely. just ripping the whole time. I was playing Elden Ring on it, and, you know, I've played 100 hours of it on PlayStation, and so it was loading between things, and, I, and it had been raining where I was on the Steam Deck. And I was like, oh, weird, the rain sound is still going over the load. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, that's the fan. <laughs> that's the Steam Deck, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you just got to play the right games, and it can be more immersive. Right. <laughs> From Rodrigo Aon. Hello, EZA. I got a bit of a weird question for you all. Voice acting nowadays is almost always seen as a plus for a game, and the lack of it can even seem jarring or or a detriment. Looking at you, GT7. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, But have any of you played a game where you wish you could turn the voice acting off, whether because the voices get on your nerves, uh, triangle strategy. Yeah, I got some. Or because you read faster anyway and don't want to hear the beginning of every sentence, so you mash the skip button. Uh, what game do you wish you could toggle voice acting on and off? And can you think of any games that have actually offered the option? Offering the option, I can't think of, but I definitely got super annoyed at Star Ocean 4's voice acting. Oh, gosh. I yeah. remember it was oh, boy. so bad. Yeah. They just patched Aloy. I was going to say. Yes. Oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> to be fair, she was talking <laughs> yeah. all the time. Like, yeah. Don't tell me how to solve this puzzle. My I don't want to know, Aloy. My pack's full. Yeah. But I can send it to my stash. 50 times in like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was too much. It was yeah. too much. I've heard some people kind of feel like the NPCs might talk too much too. In Horizon? Sure. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. There, I want to see... Dying Light too. I think, got that criticism uh, as well. I would love to see the script of Horizon because with all of the optional conversations in that game, I bet it's, I bet it's like a thousand pages. Insane. Sometimes less is more. Sometimes. The one that got me, even though I was loving it, was Forgotten City. Mm. Isla, you played that recently too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they just go on and on. It's like, okay, I don't usually skip dialogue. I usually, like, let myself hear it all spoken, but it's like, no, nah, I've read this already. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's Once, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I was definitely, like, I that that game for me probably sounded like, you need to go to the top of the hit, and the gods are over, and, and the blah, 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 <laughs> you know, like, once I'm done reading it, I'm going, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
there would be like I would still try. I would still try to like I'd start a conversation and we go for a few pages and like uh, all right, I mean, all right. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, it's a different kind of a thing where it's like, yeah. and I love Forgot- Forgotten City, but like, um, wait, Forbidden City, Forgotten City, mm-hmm. uh, Forgotten City, and uh, I love that game, but like, there's a difference between the voice acting in that and like say Disco Elysium, where it's like we're doing an acting thing. We're doing a choice here. Like, you know, like that I'll let play through, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's also weird. Cause like I have so many friends and exes that are voice actors. So it's like, if one of them is in a game, I'm always like, you just hear them. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, that's not how you talk. Why are you doing that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that must be jarring. It's a little bizarre sometimes, especially when they're like the love interest in a game. I'm always like, Oh, Meh. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, well. Uh, check in from uh, Jason Wojnar, the Woj oh, yeah. in Ukraine. Uh, hi, allies. Uh, no question, just letting you know I'm still alive. And Lviv with a bunch of other refugees, some who are in a significantly worse situation than me. Uh, I always have the U.S. to return to after all. Uh, I guess I could turn it into a question and ask if any of you have ever lost all or most of your possessions. Uh, whether it be a fire, a flood, or something else. Uh, I find that it sucks, but you're still kind of like, okay, not the end of the world. Pick up what you have and figure out the next move. Mm. I don't think I'm, any of us Fortunately, I've never been in that situation. Yeah. Exactly. No, when we were in Iceland, there was a fire. Oh. But we didn't lose anything. Right. But there was a gnarly yeah. fire. That was the closest. Like We thought we'd have yeah. to evacuate a few times from fires, but right. never had to, fortunately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I... When I moved out here, I just packed up a car, but that's a very, very different thing. Right. Yeah, I didn't bring a whole lot when I first moved, and then, like, eventually yeah. over the years, like, there's still some things that are at my mom's place, but, um, yeah. But I haven't really lost anything. Like, the biggest, like, the closest I could say to that was, like, when my mom first left my dad, and it was, like, we didn't have beds. We didn't have couches. We didn't, like, we had, like, clothes and books and toys, and that was, like, you know, it for a little bit, uh, but... You know, again, it was like my stuff was still, you know, what I didn't bring with me was still at my dad's place. So it's not like I lost it, lost it. So Yeah. I lose people, not things. But, like, because of the deaths of my parents, like, we've downsized a lot of stuff. Like, Mm. we sold the whole house, did an estate sale, blah, blah, blah. And, like, all the books and stuff that I would have considered, like, mine partially or, like, you know. So, like, all my childhood stuff are in, like, three Rubbermaids, you know. That's, like, it. But different situation. Nothing like what they're going through over there. Yeah, for sure. But definitely still thinking of you and appreciate the updates. Yeah, from, glad uh, you're okay. Both you and your brother. Yep. It's time for bets. I got an easy one because next week is Easy X. Woo! I'm going to be busy. We're all going to be busy. Uh, so I got a, a simple bet this week. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land will be releasing next week. Goaty. Reminder, Nintendo doesn't send us things early. They do send them to us, uh, but we, we don't have our copy Goaty before watch. this next po- podcast. But, uh. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Stop saying Goaty. Goaty Watch, mouthful mode. He <laughs> said it go. the best. He said so, it's yeah, going to be I'm, a great Goaty Watch and the Three Bears. <laughs> I am going to go through the top ten reviews on Open Critic, <laughs> and then I am going to count how many times we find the word mouthful. Mouthful mode is a part of this game. People are going to have to talk about it. Will Kirby, How many times is it going to come up? Oh. But, but, I mean, yeah, go for it. Will Kirby give gamers the most happiness of 2022? Will it make people the most happy? 
the happiest video game released of 2022. It won't be offset by as much rage as certain other games, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. Could be. Yep. This is the one. This is the most... Kirby won't make me more happy than Elden Ring. Yeah. That's us, though. That's us, (laughs) I know. But... Good. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> Brad, how many times are we going word? really low? Two mouthful. Two. 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 Yeah. Uh, sorry. Two, Huber. This is good for the. How bet. many times? Seventeen times. This is good 17 for the. Seventeen times. Isla. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. So now I've got the high with twenty-seven. Shit. Nice. Let's see how that turns out. Last week's bet, Tuna came out. Surprise, it's on Game Pass. Surprise. Surprise. Made my life easier. Wait, wasn't the review embargo like the same day it came out, which is yeah, it was a little It was a little late, yeah, yeah, I'd say. But it was a good game, which yeah. is surprising with the, those. The, uh, what was, was funny with the Game Pass thing is they announced it was on Game Pass, and I kept going to the Game Pass screen and wasn't showing up. And I'm like, yeah. all right, screw this. I'm just going to go to the store. And then when I went to the page on the store, then it like switched from the price to Game Pass. Oh, okay. So... It's a little little tip there if you ever yeah. see something get announced for Game Pass and you're trying to get it downloaded. It might just be the store page that you need to go to. Anyways, so I started a new game. You start without a weapon in this game. There's a lot of staircases to climb. <laughs> and I asked everybody what the minimum number of stairs you would need to ascend before you get the sword. I botched this so hard. So, uh, before I get into the whole process, the bets were Huber, 44, Damiani bet 333, (laughs) Isla bet 62, and I bet 77. So, first off, I I played through until I got the sword to figure out where it was, Um, and then I started over and like, okay, I'm going to crit path this thing, get straight there, right? Uh, I did not count going down any stairs because I said ascend so only going up uh, I did not count any ladders I did not count any ramps um, the first couple of steps are kind of tricky because they're like buried under sand but you can only skip like three stairs there anyway so it's it's not too significant of, of a difference uh, there's a branching path where you can choose either staircase but they both have the same oh, number nice. of stairs so nice. either way is fine uh there is a standard length on these staircases. So a lot of them were 32 steps each. Ugh. There are others that were exactly half 16 steps. So it's interesting kind of piecing it together. It's like a together. grid-based world or something. <laughs> it's like 357. Seeing the puzzle pieces come together, counting these stairs. Uh, fun fact, because we talked about, we we're talking about the sword, not the stick, right? Yes. So Because if you go into that room... Where the stick is, there's a staircase there. So I skipped that room. But fun fact, if you skip the room with the stick, the next treasure chest will have the stick. has the stick. So you can't so it's, miss it's the like stick. Any ah. treasure chest that has money will have the stick first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very interesting there. Um, and then you also don't have to kill anything before you get the right. sword. So you, you can you can walk around the enemies at that point. So in all. There were 13 staircases, Ugh. which added up to 258 individual steps 
Damiani wins. Damiani. Bringing the scores to Massive Chubs, three. Splish. Melodorous Sea Lions, five. Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. Uh, Patreon is how we are funded. It is how we are able to do everything that we do, how we're able to make this podcast, how we're able to, uh, to look you That's in the so eyes funny. when other things are going on off cam. Uh, people are throwing things at each other over oh. here. Oh, <laughs> damn it. I was on your close camera. I yeah, I know. Oh. And uh, yeah, our reviews, our previews, been having a lot of previews coming out lately. It feels good. Uh, love leaning into those previews. Uh, all of that is because people contribute, and at $1 a month, uh, you get access uh, to an ad-free version of this podcast with extra love and respect questions, and at $5 a month, you get it two days early. You get it on Friday instead of Sunday, and you get to submit to all of those love and respect questions. And at the very top are our shout-outs, and uh, they give us $250 a month. Thank you to everyone here. This month's shout-outs are... Caleb, Togi Crawford, L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Nick, Raymond Wheeler the Third, and Zat Wandut. Shout, Shout out. out! Brad. Yeah. You're in Damiani's chair. Nice. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything that you would like to debunk or reiterate or just popped into your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. All right. For video, I was recently on Huber Syndrome. We were talking about the Shenmue anime. We've been watching it week to week, me and Huber. It just wrapped up the first game. So we're we're in Shenmue 2 territory now. This is for Huber pleading for (laughs) Shenmue to live on in some way. (laughs) Constantly on life support. This is a way to support Shenmue. So please watch it for Huber. Uh, final word is yeah, Batman villains are the best. It's not even close. Don't even don't don't at me. Don't tell me they are the best. I'm sorry. That's it. Uh, and be excellent to each other. See you next time.
I'm gay and I like plants, yeah. Okay. 